Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for having us. Um, we could be one of the last ones, I think, to get around this. But guess what? Quality. You have to wait for quality, Chris. That's so let's true. start on off with our socials. Facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. Yep. We are Twitch. On Twitch, we are SC underscore Insider underscore. Chris. That's that's Twitter. But okay. That's Twitter. <laughs> Sometimes you nail the socials and other times it's, it's not great. Um, our Twitch is uh, twitch.tv forward slash SC underscore insider. Um, and of course, on all major podcast platforms, including uh, YouTube, uh, search for us on as Supercoach Insider yep. or SoundCloud. Spotify, Spotify. SoundCloud, you, you, know, you name it. Yep. Spotify. All there, which is pretty cool. Um, so uh, just just first of all, um, you know, solo podcasting, what do you think? Like, did you ever listen on uh, on the old Thursday night? Me? Yeah. No. I oh, see. <laughs> just, just shredding. I, I don't know. Mate, I I've been right. busy. I am taking time out of my life. For this, and fuck, I tell you, what, I love it. I am so excited. Time uh, out of your life. Yeah, literally. Should we start with the sponsor? Uh, Let's start again, with sponsor. unfortunately, this is all we've got in the fridge left. So, uh, the Rona's, uh, that's what it is. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, big ears. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yes, how was your uh, Super Coach week? Let's start out with your score. Uh, so, I did quite well, Chris. Yep. Uh, you know why? Because um, you didn't have Whitfield. I didn't have Whitfield. Because you played the right rookies on field. And a certain forward finally decided to show up. Oh, Joshy Dunkley. Dunkley went absolutely massive. Yeah, uh, and, it was good. Uh, here's the way I thought of it. When I went into the week, I really wanted to get rid of Butters, but he was playing first. I knew Constable was out, so I put him on the bench as an emergency. So I was like, hopefully hopefully he gets like an 80-odd, and then I'll just take it. And then yep. I'll choose Stack or whoever. And uh, lucky for me, he's... Well, not lucky because he stunk up because he drops cash, but lucky I had him as an emergency, unlike somebody over here next to me yeah, who I had him on the field. Um, so things went fairly well. I VC'd, um, I think Neil. No, I didn't go Neil. Did uh, you go Grundy? Uh, 108? No. Yeah, it was 108. Probably Grundy it? into Crips or something or other. No, I didn't go Grundy actually. No, McCray into uh, Crips. Ah, uh, McCray. Yeah. That's so, right. You were talking to me about it. Yes. Um, so I didn't lose too many points on the Gorn and, uh, Crips was actually a pretty good option. So I ended up scoring, uh, 2,000. 233, Chris. So I nice. was definitely, I think I was ranked like 400th for the week or something or other. Now ranked 1,268 overall. So awesome. I have finally climbed the ladder and I am close. You are so close to feeling what it's like to be in the top 1,000. I am 1, so close. I can sniff that crack. I'll tell you what. <laughs> just, just trying to it, it wouldn't be burrow much, in there. It wouldn't be much between you and the, and the top 1,000. You'd uh, maybe think, 50 points. No, at, between, I think, me and 400, I think I'm about 80 behind 400. Wow. So, yeah, so that's, that's 80 a, points. It's not much. And I think a lot of people were probably around that. I reckon 2,100 was a, a pretty par score. So this week, going 2233 is massive because you would have gained a lot of the pack. Well, the funny thing was is that Thursday, the Friday night football game, I was like, oh, like it was get rid of Butters and then try and swing Setterfield because I still got Setterfield. What a Muppet. Hopefully he plays <laughs> it. Hopefully he plays this week. But it's good. Uh, I was like, well, I didn't want to go. Well, Constable, I was like, well, he's dropped. And my forward line was my weakest part, Chris, which everybody kind of knows. So that's been a, a common theme for me. So I wanted to get in Tim Kelly and it was like either get rid of Darcy Moore to do it 
or I got rid of Constable and Petrocelli. So I know Petrocelli went up about 27,000. I think Tim Kelly probably went up like 15 or half of that. So pretty much I would have lost a smidge, but I did gain another 70 points, 70 points totally on field, which, yeah, totally worth it. Totally uh, worth it. it. So I have jumped up in ranks. Chris. I don't want to talk about it. I uh, know you don't. That's why I'm, I'm uh, eager look, to hear. It wasn't that bad. It just, look. Show the people. It's the same problem hide. I've had for the last however many weeks. Can't, um, you can't hide behind the shame, Chris. No, I can't. Well, um, you've already done your trades this week. Yes, I have actually. So I want, I can reverse them. It's early in the week. Anyway, um, so same problem with me, like that I've had the last four weeks now. Um, so 2044 was my score. So about 180 points below you. Um, I went again back in the rankings from that score, which is surprising because I would have thought that would have been around about par at that rank. Um, but uh, out to 9,526. I like when I asked you, you were kind of like, yeah, I've slid back to around 8,000. No, I said nine and a half. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you even read your text? Oh, I thought, I thought that was the other thing you were telling me, nine and a half. I was like, Chris, I don't need to know that information. <laughs> oh, yes, that, <laughs> that, that, that's right. <laughs> um, <A> visual joke. <laughs> anyway, um, no, so look, at the end of the day, it, it, all my problems in Supercoach at the moment stem from not having Marty Hall. And from trading him out in round three or four, whenever I trade him out, I think to, to me, to be completely honest, um, I, I probably can step it back before that because I didn't choose Bailey Scott originally. So I didn't start the season with Bailey Scott because I thought um, Paul Ahern would be straight in the side as soon as he was, he, there must've been an issue. So maybe a one week or maybe a two weeker. Um, which proved to be absolutely 100% accurate, except it was in round three that that happened after his price rise. So when he was named for round three, I sort of panicked. I hadn't made, I didn't make a, I didn't need a correction trade to make, but I decided, well, Hawes' job security was really shit. I'm going to trade Haw to Bailey Scott. And that has literally lost me, I reckon, 300 points in total. Yeah. From fielding people like Jordan Clark with a 40 or a Sam Collins with a 40. And all the cash. And so much cash. Uh, yeah. And that's why I'm actually at so this point- So that I was, one move has just killed me. You know, for weeks I was kind of regretting going from Collins to Darcy Moore, but I think it has paid off quite well at this point. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like more points. That one well, week, I've, had, I've had more yeah. points on field in the longevity uh, and he's Which still moving up in cash. There, right? Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. More yeah. points on field. So my um, correction trades just did not work for me. That's yep. that's essentially it. And you were kind of trying to like not make trades. Like, oh, no, I'll just hold off on this person yeah, and I I'll wait for this one. And then that one kind of falls apart. And uh, sometimes- I didn't do stack um, because I wanted to see what Jack Ross was like. Um, I didn't do Jack Ross because I wanted to see what Hately was like. So, Chris, you know what this really relates to? If you're going out, you're getting on the drink. The first girl you find? No, it's, it's not. Chris is playing fussy. He's waiting until the end of the night, waiting for a tender to come along. Look at him. Uh, that's pretty much what I do. No, when, well, when a good option pops up in front of you, Chris, you need to trade in that option. In my defense, the only out that I would have had at the time was Zach Butters. And he was break even, never presented himself as an opportunity to be like, oh, you need to get him out. And then he drops a 30 this week. If he drops a, an 80 this week, like he's done on two or three occasions... Then you actually need to keep him in your side for some more cash, Jen. I could have traded out Gibbons or something. Hasn't Butters melted into nothing? He has. He's literally like, he's actually going to be worth, at the end of this week, he'll be worth oh. less than Matt Parker. Like, that's the, so bad. It's so bad. And, and the worst part is, is that now his role is actually better than it has been in a long time. Ebert and gone. He could actually go great, up. 100%. Ray gone. Um, Ollie Wine. And I have four to trade weeks. him. 
And yeah, what's it? You like, kind of have to at this point. I think he do. will drop an 80 this week and I'll be so angry. But I have to, I've got to trade him now. So, jeez, oh, he's a 30. That's just so bad. His break even has to be getting up there. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. They're just literally 72. wrong. Yeah. Wrong rookies on field has really just changed. Like, every, all my premiums, they're going all right. They're not, they're not traveling bad. They're, they're pretty much the same as everybody else. I got Tim Kelly in this week. Um, so I traded Robbie Gray for Tim Kelly. I mean, that lost me a couple of spaces in the last couple of weeks, but um, Kelly with the 120 was good. Um, yeah, so I'm just just wrong rookie choices. Yet my team still looks really solid, and I'm pretty competitive. And I think that I'll be able to make some changes to get back into the swing of things because of the Robbie Gray situation last week. It set me back in the upgrade cycle. So you go to four forwards. I'm still I was still running three forwards because I, you know, Robbie Gray to Tim Kelly was a sideways. It wasn't a um, an upgrade. It wasn't you know. So now I've got four premium forwards. I start to run. Darcy Moore at you know, F- yeah. F4 with two rookies. So Robbie Gray's really hurt you. Yeah, it has. It was just a and he was really terrible all. timing, you know. Um, and I suppose, I, you know, I saved a trade when people traded out five or I saved a tra- trade when people traded out Adams this week or hey, whatever. That's right. So I didn't even trade out five and I'm still sitting there. Hey, you know what I also realized, Chris? What's that? Uh, I believe it's now sitting, um, what round is it, this one? Eight. This, eight. Is, this is round eight coming up, yeah. Okay, so, so it's round seven. seven. Rounds. So what am I? Four to three or five to two? I think it was three all. Yes. It was. Yeah, you're up by one. Yeah, we get it. We get it. I yes. mean, yeah. And I also had a look. I just posted. I haven't really checked Facebook just since I posted it. But Sam Petrovsky Seaton has dropped seven and a half points in average. He went from like ninety five yeah, point a, something. A couple of bad weeks, but can't have so eighty six point nine. He's on yeah. Chris. It was, and it was you always going to happen. Him, you wanted him in your standard side. Like no, you I wanted, still think you'll be. I think it'll be like good quality. you wanted to. Did get, you watch the Carlton game this week? Do you want to be ranked twenty thousand, mate? Tell you what, that was. Um, do you want to be ranked twenty thousand? I, I actually wouldn't mind it because then I could <laughs> then I could justify doing something stupid, <laughs> something like stupid. trading in Jack Darling. <laughs> yeah, see that that'd be worth. It. You might as well just it's go the, west west off and Jack Darling. Let's I've explained really... Jack, trading in Jack Darling is the is the football equivalent of a Hail Mary. It's just like. Oh, well, I've got this one chance, just one chance. Yeah, <laughs> it could really save your season, or you could literally fall. The problem with Jack hit, Darling so. is he actually did well against Gold Coast, so then people are kind of in their mind like maybe, maybe well, he's back. Their run of games is actually really good coming up. Maybe, yeah, they are. So, and so is GWS, mind you. So that's true. good. Well, so many teams. We'll get into the next side of things, and um, maybe it's Bubble Boys, or should we go through some questions first? <laughs> Sorry, Stonesy. Chris, competitive question mark. He's on zero points in SC001. You are yet to win a game in oh, that league. Like I give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mind you, I won 10 out of 10 leagues this week. Did you? Yeah. On all my, on all my actual competitive leagues and my money league, I, I won. I'm, I'm in the top four in all of them. So, um, like some nothing league. I'm like, okay, whatever. But yeah, I mean, um, so there's a few leagues that are really important. So I've got a cash league that I'm actually in the top four for. Um, four I've four. got the rivalry league, which uh, we're currently winning at the moment. And I th- I think I'm in the top six with that one too. You'd have to correct me for the guys in the chat. Shall do. Um, Swizz, and by the way. And if one, we're going all right Swizz as well. Swizz enters an amazing question about midfielders. And then he follows it up with trying to trade danger for Boke. Like, Swizz, you can't follow up an absolute pearler with the crap you've just served, mate. Pull your head in. 
All right. Well, first of all, we'll just cover off the Twitch questions that we've got now because I think there's going to be a lot of Twitch questions. Yes. And then we'll go straight into Bubble Boys and then we'll go into the rounds. And how we're going to do the rounds today is pretty simple. We're just going to focus on trade-in and trade-out targets. So who's currently in that squad that needs to be traded in and who needs to be traded out? Uh, but first one we've got here is from Bing Carroll. He said, hi, guys. I uh, just want some opinion on these trade options. A is Libba and Clark to Daniel and Answorth. B is Walsh and Clark to Daniel and Answorth. And C is well, Walsh get- and Clark to Fife and Answorth. Well, scrap B. So getting rid of Walsh is just silly. And scrap C. I honestly think that scrapping Walsh is a terrible idea. Um, yeah. A, he's scoring... Even if he hovers, he'll still have some good games. So I expect he gets to his bye. He's more important for on-field scoring than anything. So I'd rather have him until your last midfield upgrade and then it's just another Well, the best thing is, Carlton have the last bye. Yeah. So you just sit him up until the bye. He's not... Like, I don't expect him to go flying up in price. Yeah. But he's still going to be doing you well enough. Like, what's his base? 80? 79 points? So he's going to just tick away. Yep. He's going to have his great games when they play well and... They can't play any worse, let's face it. So you you, you don't want to be hold, the guy. I think you'll hold value. You Here's get through you his, don't want to be. You get through his buys and then you upgrade him. So therefore, you have someone playing three rounds. That's, yep. that's what I'm doing. But, but you don't want to be the guy that's traded out Sam Walsh. Yeah. And, and you're he goes 120 one. and you're the only one without him. Yep. Because that's that's what you're looking at. It's It's got so much hurt factor to not have Walsh. And the gain is not that much. Um, you know, he's averaging 96 points per game. Even if you're going to Fife, who's averaging 120, you're looking at a maximum of 24 points over, what, six weeks when, you know, you could obviously just trade someone else to get, you know, that cash injection. Yeah. So If you get rid of him, it's not going to go Welsh. <laughs> uh, speaking of Welsh, you're not really Welsh at all, but did you happen <laughs> to watch the Liverpool semifinals? No, moment? but I saw the thing you tagged in because... Oh. Uh, okay, so Chris... And if anyone's interested, look at Twitter. But um, <laughs> did he put that up before the game, I'm assuming? Because it backfired on him. Okay, big time. Uh, some context. Liverpool lost the first leg of the Champions League semifinal, 3-0 in Barcelona, right? So it's basically all done and dusted. You know, Leo Messi's just going to come over and kill us at Anfield, which is Liverpool's home base, right? The only way we win is if we win by at least four goals or three right, goals. because then it's... Yeah, to tie it up. Yeah, exactly right. right. Okay, so it's like a best of two, but the the scores merge. Yeah, and so what they do is like so uh, away away goals count. So if it's if if we had got a goal there, then you know that would be good because we had one away goal and that sways it a little bit in our favour. Then we'd only have to win two nil here, yeah, and we would win. But it was three nil, which meant we didn't get an away goal. Which means if they got an away goal, then we'd have to win four one, no five one. Yeah, which is yeah, hectic. exactly yeah. right. So. We, the odds were odds are massively stacked. We we get into the game, uh, our the, our best player Mohamed Salah doesn't gets he's dropped for the game because he's injured. Our second best player Roberto Firmino gets dropped for the game because he's injured. So we've just got like our second string guys come on, and we won the game four nil. Right. So <laughs> so do you, do you think the odds were like maybe Essendon oh. winning a game when they had all of their team out? Like you know, I'm a diehard supporter, right? I watch basically every game. Yeah, you watch I, basically every diehard. Diehard one, diehard two, pretty much. Yeah, diehard three. I did not set my alarm to get up because I didn't want the disappointment of watching that game. And then when you woke up, you're like, 
Oh my god! Like my feed's just going like insane. Anyway, uh, so yeah, congratulations, Chris. Liverpool! That was an amazing, Chris, amazing win. This has been the twenty-minute introduction. I don't know. They know who you are. They know we speak. They shit. should. So let's move on. Anyway, yeah. So uh, Bing Carroll, uh, to answer your question, I think you should Hold be Walsh. going with A. Liber, yeah, Liber's Liber's prime to go out. Even Clark's then, though, I, I actually don't like Liber and Clark to Daniel and Ainsworth. Like Daniel, yeah, I get it. People want him, but he has a buy in four weeks. He's not that important that you need him now. You can wait four weeks. And he's, he's, here's the thing about Daniel that a lot of people are overlooking. Good option. I, I really like him. He's not really going up in cash because he doesn't really have those massive games. Like his biggest game was what, 113? You know, he's, he's, he's not having these big the, – the, the, how price works in Supercoach, you have a big game and then your price goes up over the next few weeks. Because he's like, it's just flatline. Like he's just basically that classic 100, 102 average. And it's not really – it's going 10 points up and down from that. That's That's really all it is. His price isn't really rising, or if it is, it's going up very slow. So he's not a must-have because he's not going to jump in 20K next week or 30K or 40K. He's going to be maximum in four rounds. He might be 5, 25, 30K. It's not that much difference to get him now or then. Um, so I I like Daniel as, an upgrade, as, a, as, a, as a unique and I think is a good option, but... Um, I'm waiting. I'm, I can wait. I, I I don't need him. He's not a must. He's have. not a must have. And again, they have the first buy. So I've said that to a few people this week. Where like I get it. Like Boke, if you're going to get him, you should have already had him. But if you want him, then I get it. If you want to go now because you're going to get points for the next few weeks. But again, they have the first buy. The difference is Boke's hurting you, right? He is hurting you. So, so that's so the Caleb difference. Daniel's not hurting other people yet because he's not not really. He's scoring consistent, but he's not scoring outrageous. Not like when Tim Kelly plays well. You're screwed if you don't have him. You know, when Boat plays well, you're screwed if you don't have him. Unfortunately, yeah. the kind of same's the, not really being said about Daniel. The problem is is that Daniel's doing well, but it's like him standing in a crowded room and he's at the back. You're not really going to see him. No, exactly. Well, you're definitely not going to see him. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's doing his business. That was a short joke. It was a short joke, yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, KO23 said, main danger captain. Oh, unlucky. And look, that all happens to that anyone. That happens to a few people. I mean, and I think that's why I actually did quite Cripps well. Cripps was on four at quarter time. Yeah. And he lucky. did not look like he was going to get anywhere near it. Lucky, so. I actually, I was coaching under 16s at that time, so I didn't actually have to deal with that stress. I tuned in right at the very end where it was the fourth quarter and he was on yeah. 110. You can and always like, sort of go, rest boy. your laurels on the fact that no one had really gone massive, so you weren't ready, even if you went eighty. The worst case scenario yeah, is a Gorn. Thirty points. Yeah, yeah Gorn was the main yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but yes. All right. Um, so Ando like says that. I've gone Libba and Collins to Cameron and Corbett. So which Cameron? Charlie Cameron? Uh, Jeremy that, Cameron? Nah, Jeremy Cameron. It would be. However, if Haitley is selected alongside Kelly and Co. Um, Corbett will become Haitley. Yeah, yeah, fair call. Fair call. I just don't know. Like, I've... We'll discuss. We'll discuss the, the yeah. rookie options. Libba um, and Collins when we get though, to the for Wars, a, but... a Cameron it seems a bit. It's a, look, like Cameron, I think Cameron's a great Cameron option. Cameron can interested. go bang, and we know I, we know this. We've gone through some basic stats on Cameron. I'm interested, but to get rid of Libba and Collins, I feel like you should be getting someone better than a Cameron. The, the problem with with a Cameron is he hasn't dropped his poor score yet, right? So everyone, so if he if he continues on this, then great. But he's only averaging 108, and he's playing the best football of his career. Only yeah, he's kicked 30 snags in yeah. seven rounds. So Ridiculous. what happens when he goes through a form slump and drops a couple of 60s? But everyone's already on him. Well, mind you, I don't know. mind you, we kind of like disregarded um, Hawkins Tommy Hawkins last, last year. year. Even this year, he's doing Ex the same. Well, except though, is that Cameron actually gets up the ground, gets marks, mm. and then kicks it, and then gets back into the forward fifty and takes a Jonathan Brown mark. Like, there was freak. Absolute can't remember freak. the game, but it was it was this year, and it was literally twenty five minutes into the second quarter. Cameron had had one touch, 
and hadn't literally seen the football, right? Literally a commentator's curse. That happens and he kicks two goals in three minutes and all of a sudden he's back in the game, you know? Um, so he's always got that opportunity to score and I don't necessarily think that he won't score. That's the risk that you run with taking someone who plays centre-half forward or full forward or key position prospects. Yep. Um, all right. Swiss says the obvious best mids, Cripps, McRae, Neil, Fife, yeah, Crouch. He's after, he's after the rest. Who should be six to eight? Um, that's a good question. Um, so really? I've actually he has been... Crouch still? Oh, then he has Crouch. Okay. Yeah. Right. So six to eight. I actually am leaning towards the West Coast mids. I think Elliot Yeo has proved since Gaff came back. He's only had one poor score of 85. His other three scores, 116, 114, 132, or 134, was it? Either way. Um, I honestly think that Elliot Yeo for the rest of the year will average somewhere between 110, 115. And from now until the end of the year, I think he can do that. And what else is the problem with Yeo? Sometimes gets tagged out of games. Middle of the buys. Uh, same oh, as, yes, same yeah. as all the other ones. Can you get him now? No. No, no you can't get him now. It's, um, it, that's a late season. Well, late yeah, and, and especially depending on your makeup, and I think everyone has to actually start. Like now's the time, and a few people that I've spoken to on the messages when I've had a chance, they're saying, oh, um, what about this person? I was like, yeah, but they have a buy in four weeks. Like, what's your team like? And they're like, I actually haven't looked at my buy structure. Yeah, you need to I've be, already got yeah. four guys with around... 13 by in my forward line or whatever. Unless you, you don't know, care. Just, yeah, but yeah. unless you don't care well, about don't overall care, rank. If you don't yeah. care about overall, then fair So enough, you but. do definitely need to be taking that into consideration when you're doing your your, your trade-ins. Um, I also think Zach Merritt um, has a lot of merit in being uh, in that top eight. See what I did there? Uh, uh. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind. I mean, there's guys like Cornelio who has shown that he can be a top elite scorer, but it just hasn't pulled together. I actually think Cornelio is going to pull through in this next And stage. the other one is just annoying the hell out of me is Josh Kelly. Yep. So he should be he absolutely will. killing it. but Josh Kelly will be top 10. Yeah, but what's up with his groin? Because it's the same injury he had last year. Abductor this time, Chris. No, it's but he had an abductor last, last year. Yeah, groin. Now it's called an abductor. It's the same shit. I know, right? So the, can you trade him in it's, now? It's a different phase. No, you can't trade him in now. Because it's been two years and it, last year he proved he couldn't work through it. And that's the problem is that we thought he was good and then all of a sudden out of nowhere they're like, oh, by the way, he's not starting the season, a.k.a. I traded him in like three draft leagues. And then so, all of a sudden they're just like, oh, by the way, yeah, his abductor's there. Now, what do we need to? Someone who's a medical expert out there needs to get on the horn to us and say, hey, this is why- Groin and abductor. Why, why can't he just have surgery and be out for freaking however many months and it'd be better? I don't understand. I don't get it. But it's frustrating because I like him so much and he's so good as a player- it's frustrating that he gets dropped every third week because an adductor strain. Like, it's the same shit. Sorry, I just get frustrated. You do get frustrated. Um, side note, uh, GWS, their next eight rounds, Hawks, Carlton, Dees, Suns, Adelaide, North, Essendon, and Lions. Decent. Which is very decent. I actually think Cornelia, after those eight rounds, yeah, well, will go from 100 average back up to about at least a 108 to 110. I mean, the other thing was Cornelio was better with Ward in the team too, and that he's been injured. Um, but I, I still like him as an option because he just explodes. Yep. And, you know, so you can't keep him down for too and long. And it's also a contract year. So I think he's had a bit of a rough it's patch. True. And I think now. So I think that, that rounds out the eight for me. Yeah. Um. All right. So what trades are we making this week? So, Tom, so right now, and actually we might just cover that when we go through Bubble Boys and trade targets um, instead of covering that off now. It's probably going to be double handling that. Chris loves the double handle. It's true. Um, I usually have to. Uh, is Zeebel at... See what I did there? Is that because you have handles? It's, yeah, that's true. Is Zeebel at 421k value as F6? Good round 14 buy round. 
Um, I actually thought about this, but there's as a forward, he provides value. Why are you yelling? Uh, why, why are you yelling? <laughs> um, sorry, I am yelling. Um, as a forward, he does provide value, but it's one of those how Mary passes. You've got proven scoring history with other people that are going absolutely ham. Do you want to take a risk on a 420k player that may have another role change? Because what I've seen is that the how he came in was because they had more forward options. So Nick Larky, for example, is that forward option. He's come in and he's played a role okay to now. I mean, they've played, what, Carlton and he got a 114 or something or 112. Yeah, no, he's done well. Um, yeah. No, that's um, Zeeble. Yeah, so, I'm talking about Zeeble. Well, how long does Larky have in the team? And that's – so if he goes out – does that mean Zeeble goes straight into the forward yeah, line? It's it's a tough one because Zeeble's had issues on and off. Yeah, historically. Well, so the other one is um, Mason Wood, has, who's never been able to string a round of games together ever. Nope. He's currently in the team. As soon as he goes out, does Zeeble go back into the forward line? He's more like made of ply than. Oh, hundred percent. So can I trust Zeeble's role to stay the same? No, I can't. Uh, and even There's then, no way. Even when he was midfield. He'd average a hundred. Like I think one party mm. averaged 100. Like a hundred. Well, it was a hundred for the start of the year, hundred flat, and then all of a sudden he just dropped off a cliff and ended up scoring absolutely crap. So yeah. for me, I I would not rely on Zebul. In fact, I would not rely on anybody in North Melbourne. No, no. And and remember, one of those scores was in a massive, massive win. So just, landslide. Just don't. And I mean, I mean, it was literally the biggest massacre since the King of the North. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. Oh, who doesn't love a bit of Game of Thrones? By the way, is how good is that right oh, now? Love it. Unreal. Mine. All right. Um, Danger injured. Would you consider trading him no, out this is for the, a boat? This, this is the shit question. Or look around the buys. Uh, wouldn't, uh, he's probably not going to be injured. He'll probably play. And, but- and the funny thing with Danger is that if he's already dropped, he's down to 540,000. He's dropped like 118,000. For the smidgen of people that don't have him, they're going to have him now. Everyone's got him. So, so if he goes, if and when he goes big, you will literally be the only person crying in the corner because true. everyone else is going to have him. You don't need to trade Danger. I, I understand the it. need to get Boke if you don't have Boke, but if you get him I out, then you're going to be probably one of the handful out of two hundred thousand people. You're looking at ten percent. So what? Twenty thousand. I'm actually people. super worried about trades. Like I've I've been conservative and I've been seeing other teams out there. And people are going to run out of trades. So oh, you're worried season. or you're worried for them? Well, Don't no, worry about I'm worried that... So I, I've worked out, I'm going to need, like, to me be full premium, and I've still got 26 trades. I'm going to literally need, uh, at, at, at absolute best case scenario, if I get maximum price for all the rookies and minimum price for all of the people I trade in, the best case scenario is I'll have nine trades left over after that. Best case scenario. Yeah. And it's probably not going to be because I'll probably need to make a couple of double downgrades to reach that. Calm down. And people are on like less than 20 trades at the moment. Yeah, like Ben Ashton. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking him. (laughs) Smoking. Oh, he's like, yeah, I've got two every week, right? (laughs) It's already birthed through like 14 trades. Just just putting it out there, it's not AFL fantasy. Um, I do like Ben. No, no, but honestly, so I think people need to slow down. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that run out of trades this year. Here's a funny part, Real though. Early. People get a sniff of the top 1,000, so they start trying to make all these trades to try and keep their points and keep trying to push to Which first. Which isn't necessarily Which, a bad it's idea. It's not a bad idea, but then all of a sudden the wheels fall off, and now I'm only like 150 mm. points behind Ben Ashton, like 150 ranks behind him, and I've got about at least six more trades, I think. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, something like a, a Whitfield happened. So if you traded to him oh. early, then you're hating your life, right? Oh, hating life. Anyway, all good. Uh, so moving on, uh, best uh, we've got best mid pod: JPK, Cunnington, Yo, Duncan, or Zorko. Yo, yeah, yo. easily. But, even I, even I agree on Yo, and I hate him. Um, he's people, still so good. He's so good. People when don't he, forget. He had twelve uh, tackles this week. Twelve. Josh, Josh Kelly is still a good pod if he plays though. True. Because you're risking on a high potential high scores, but also that risk that he might not come back for the year. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually think Josh Kelly's probably the best pod. And then, yo. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's but fair call. Cool. But again, it's, it's, it's risk-reward, yeah. Do you, want, do you want to do it? It's Is down here working or is it not working? Oh, yeah. How, how inflated. Maybe. I mean, he's a good-looking lad. Maybe he needs to stop working down there, if you know what I'm saying. Josh Kelly? Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe he wouldn't have such abductor and groin issues if <laughs> he would not, had... Yeah. yeah if, if he wasn't had, so gorgeously faced. If he had... Yeah. If he had a face like a half-suck mango, then <laughs> exactly maybe right. maybe he wouldn't have That's why issues. Chris Maine's so... He, like, stays in the park, generally. <laughs> Jeez, all he needs is that nose, mate. That's all he needs. <laughs> David Mundy, he's isn't he like it's a tiger blood? Tiger he's a little blood. bit on the nose. Anyway, <laughs> so Chris, we we talk about some random Chris, stuff. You're getting personal. We are. I love love those boys, by the way. Um, so Secret Eleven says, who do VC and Captain considering Grundy and Gorn are playing one after another? Well, that's exactly who I am going. I just need to make sure I watch the games. Who's um, who's Melbourne playing? Melbourne are playing someone Gold Coast. Ooh. Now, yeah, so that's fair. So for me, the, there's two reasons why I'm doing that. First of all, I do like Brody Grundy somewhere in your plan. So either it's VC or C. And the games before that, I'm not really too keen on. And the games after that, I've really only got like if you had five, that's an option. But I don't have five. Yeah, I've got five. Um, I'm, there's no run really after. I thought maybe like a pod captain could be like a Zach Williams with no Whitfield. He's absolutely tearing it up. But why would I take that risk? So for me, it's just going to be a straight uh, Grundy into Gorn done. And I just need to, I, I, you know, like I will, I'm going to watch the games anyway. So it doesn't matter. Um, anyway. All right. Uh, so with my comment, do A. Yes, Bing. Bing Carroll. Yes, do A. A is where you're at. Um, lads, howdy from uh, Steen76. How you going, mate? Um, um, so Chris, just on the VC as well. The problem is that around those... Literally that time slot, you've got the Bulldogs versus the Lions, you've got Carlton versus Collingwood, which means that you've got Cripps, Grundy, Neil, uh, McRae, and Bont. Yep. Like, it, it's going to be so hard. And this week, more than it has been for many weeks, whoever you VC is going to be critical. Um, the difference, if you pick McRae, who actually normally tears up Brisbane. Yep. Tears him up. We've got like a 168 not long ago or something like that. He tears up Brisbane. Brisbane's actually McRae's bunny side. Well, I'd say that too. The, I mean, the issue is Brisbane aren't the same Brisbane that they were last year or the year before. Yes, I'm just floating, so, Chris. I'm just floating. Don't, I'm I'm the voiding Brisbane don't, people. Don't like, cra- don't people playing me. Brisbane at the moment. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Carlton, with, if Cruiser does come back, he's going to be a bit underdone. I think Grundy's going to tear up a massive one. So... Uh, for me, I think he's the most consistent VC you can hope for because I honestly think he's going to at least go 130. Yeah. And then I'm just going to be able to take that. Uh, Max Gorn, yes. Fife, I think, is also a good option because um, who do they play over in Fremantle? I think they're playing this week. So I think it's not a bad game for them. So I think if you want to look at any sort of you know VC or C option and, and you don't have Grundy, um, I'd recommend listening to uh, Stats Bonfer. So I was listening to Supercoach Elite's podcast yesterday. And they had some freaking awesome stats on uh, opposition Ruckman that are playing Carlton. Um, so apart from two of the games in which those two were cruiser, Andrew Phillips, who's their number one Ruck, 
has allowed the number uh, the other ruckman from the other team to have their best score of the year in every single week he's played against them. Yeah. So what is that for, for Grundy? That's just like an absolute shoe in. If Cruiser does come up, which it doesn't look like he is anyway, um, he allowed the second best scores of the ruckman that he actually played up against. So why wouldn't you go Car- against a uh, ruckman against Carlton if it's Gorn or, or Grundy? That's captain material scores, yeah. I actually warning signs. I don't think I'm even going to get to my C. But, no, neither. Um, Fife is playing Richmond, so I actually don't think they really have a matchup for him. And, it's and they in, leak points in the midfield. And it's in Fremantle, so yeah. I think that's a very good option. Fair enough. Um, um, yes, uh, I do need to make an apology, Chris, which is on the Twitch chat. Um, my, I don't have a West Coast jersey on today, Chris. Oh, I'm so upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did bring a uh, little gaff memento, Chris. So <laughs> That's it, not gaff. Can you see it? That's oh, Dom sorry. Sheed. <laughs> I, I, I've said that all the time now. Dom Sheed. And uh, Chris, can you see? Can you see Dom Sheed? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw him close kiss, up. Kiss Dom I saw Sheed. him live once. Right in front of you? Right, um, right in front of me. So look, I do an apology. Uh, I've been on placement for the last, uh, last week and a half and I've still got two and a half weeks to go. I haven't been home since early this morning and I could not in the rush that I was to try and leave the house with all my stuff, I could not find it. So it, it is there. It's just one of those, I grabbed this because uh, it was right in front of me. And uh, so I do apologize. Um, I was expecting the hate and I was meaning to address this when I first started Fair recording. Call. So I do apologize. Please love me anyway. <laughs> um, so Swizzy says, how Devo was it City not beating Spurs? <laughs> Um, could have had Liverpool versus City in the end in both camps. Like I said, that's another uh, Liverpool um, situation. Right. Um, I was actually Devo during the week. So in the Premier League in Liverpool, so this is getting a bit off topic, but I'll be quick. Chris, no more Liverpool. Liverpool have the third highest points tally of any team ever in Premier League history. And this year they'll get done by one point to, to City. This week they're playing Leicester. The last, sorry, they played Leicester this week. And it was at the 70th minute mark. It was nil all. And if they get a draw, you know, Liverpool are in the box, proceed again. And their centre back hits a worldie from 30 yards out, like postage stamp in the corner, like never going to pick it out. You could hit that 2,000 more times and still never hit that same shot. And I was just like gutted. Like watching it live, it's like, I was angry. <laughs> I was so angry. More than the Collingwood losing the grand final again? Angry. Mm, oh, well, it's close, man, because like they've they haven't won it since nineteen ninety. It's it's really Chris, close. You are really talking some shit tonight. I am. Fair call. All right. Who are we gonna VC and Captain? Yeah, we've already covered that. Yep. Thanks, Placey. Did you get Sir Black Knight? Do Bulldogs have a good tagger? Uh no, they have run with roles. So Liber- Libertory runs a little bit, but they, what Bevo does is he he creates a tagger, which isn't really a tagger, it's a run with. Um, based on matchups. So some weeks it could be Libba, some weeks it can be Dunkley, some weeks it could be Bont head to head with someone else. What they the one person that they want to not do that is and they so this is when they want to go head to head, wield back our guy against another guy is McRae. So when McRae goes against Fife, it'll literally be, hey man, at stoppages, and then bang, they don't see each other. Yep, and they so, both just go la la la. And it's I can get more ball than you and I'm better user than you. That's that's where that's how they try and play that. But it's not like them to lock down like a traditional tagging role. It's always run with. I like so. that people say burn to Ben Ashton. <laughs> Hopefully he's listening. All right. Hopefully um, you're tuning in live. Stonesy says, Drew to Darling, straight trade. Yeah, well, we covered the Darling thing yeah, earlier. 200, it's a, it's uh, a not, Hail Mary. Not a straight trade. It's $200. Yeah. Um, I actually looked at that as, as a potential option and then went, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. It, 
Yeah. It's not that I There's don't so think... There's so many good options above him. Like, at the moment, people already have three or four, four really, yeah. forwards because the rooks are so shank, but... um. That means there's only a couple of spots in there for you to fill, and for you to fill it with a darling is just going to hurt you, unless form, you need a Hail Mary. His form is literally, if you look at how West Coast have played, when they play really bad, he's just he's a barometer from their team. So whether it's his form or West Coast as a whole, I'm not too sure, but you can't say that West Coast are playing great football last year. And you know that whole premiership hangover that's been proven that on average, the best players from each premiership team the next year, they fall by at least 10 points per, ga- per game. That's literally what's happened over time. So is that the same thing with Jack Darling? Is he, is he now just like, I know he even the average. So here's what I think. So he averaged 86 last year, but his true average was 96, as we said in the preseason. So at best case scenario for the season, I think he might average 86. Now, I think right now he's averaging like 60. So I think that he's got legs to improve, but is he going to save his season? I don't know. What can he average from here to the end of the year? I don't know. And I'm not I'm not willing to I'm gamble not, on I'm it. Not gambling. I'm not gambling on it, but um, if you rank 30,000K, sure, go for it. Hail Mary, let's do it. Speaking of gambling, Bing, uh, thoughts on Tim Kelly as a poor, uh, pod captain choice? Um, don't do it. Uh, yeah, he might go 115, 120 or whatever have you. However- it's so taggable. Well, that, but also you don't really see him going 150s, you know. No. So I think if you're going to go pod, go on a, a pod VC and at least have somebody that is proven to average more than 100 as your captain choice because otherwise in the long run you will get burnt. Yep. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Grandy, Nathan says, Grandy and Degorn for him. Yep. And, yeah, and uh, that's that, right. I've just covered it. Oh, that wraps it up. Right, awesome. Got, got the chat going. All right. Let's get into it then. We can now into finally it. get into it. So, yeah, we've been... No. I know that was a little bit extended, but we've got a lot of questions. And there will be a lot of questions tonight. We are prepared for that because we understand that a lot of people are making either their first or second upgrades. Yep. And this is a really important time of the year. I think we just start straight off with these bubble boys and let's get these people off the rack. Let's do it. We've already started with so much extensive talk about these questions and what people want to know. So I think let's get the straight off the bat, straight into the cash cows. So the number one, of course, oh, well, there's, there's a couple. I mean, it depends on how you would um, consider the number one, but for me, the number one's Jackson Haley. Um, absolutely dominated. He actually has been getting a lot of ball in the defensive half of, of the game. Um, so I don't know how he's impacted when people come back, and that's the issue. They've said that Kelly's more likely than unlikely, but Whitfield is more un- unlikely than likely. So that's how it is at the moment, as of Wednesday. Um, uh, Whitfield still needs to train on Thursday to be approved to play. So they're cautious on him and they don't know whether or not he's going to get through. Well, it doesn't sound promising, but not only that, he wasn't actually included until Josh Kelly was out. That's true. And now Josh Kelly has been said that it looked like he's going to play because he got through training today. So uh, I think Haley, like just because he is predicted to go up by 82,000. So if he plays, all you really need him to do is to play two rounds and he's made you 140,000 based on projections. Yeah. So the... It's hard not to. If he plays, it's hard not to because he scored well. And it's one of those ones where you know you might not pick him and then all of a sudden someone else gets injured, so Hopper gets injured or something, and then all of a sudden, oh, Haley's playing eight games, and by the way, he's made you 350000 I like to call that the Marty Hall rule. Yeah. Um, you know, literally yeah, right. the exact same thing. This is why I'm definitely getting in because I'm not letting it happen to me twice. Fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, traded out Marty Hall because his job security was terrible. 
Um, and then he gets a late in and then stays in the side and now he's cemented his, his, his yeah, role. And the reason he cemented himself is because he was one of the only ones really trying and putting in an effort in yep. defense. And look, Haley has been playing fantastically. So um, here's the consideration as well. Zach Williams is on a massive tear. That guy is playing the some of the best football I've seen him play. And it's just, uh, it's showing to GWS that they don't really, it's, which is strange to say, they don't really need Whitfield, really. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, the, the, the football they've been playing, Zach Williams is dominating that back line and their ball movement is so good. Every time he kicks the ball, it's straight down the middle, at a target, an inside 50, or it's, it's to a guy in a better position that's going to launch an attack. He's just playing that good of football. Then you've got well, Jackson Haley playing similar role. Stunning football. Yeah, we'll put him on the opposite uh, wing. Unbelievable, yeah. So Get him away from him. I'm worried about I'm worried about Williams copying a tag because he's playing so good. A forward tag. Don't be. When Whitfield comes back, are they going to shift roles? Who knows what's going to happen because I think Zach Williams has proved that he can do that role. That role that was basically Whitfield's, he can do that. Um, you know, and control and dominate the football. Haitley, he's, he's been getting a lot of the ball in the defensive half, but he's feeding it to other people. And then he's been coming into the center as well and along the wings. Now, the person that came in for that is Isaac Cumming. Now, he hasn't played amazing football in the, in the ones. So I do think that he's the first to go. I think that Haitley has proved over his two games that he can hold up at AFL level. And so, play a variety of roles, So I think possibly. Cumming's probably the first to come out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, wow. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, we're G-rated here, right? Yeah. We also have Aiden Core also came, is coming out of that team. He was injured in the um, in the game, concussed, copped a massive knee to the face. Um, so he's not going to be playing this week. Um, and you've got Phil Davis coming back in. So if, if, if it's me... Um, Whitfield is the one that's probably going to be left out this week and it'll be Davis in, Kelly in, uh, Core out and coming out as well. Now, I don't need... We've done it again. We don't need Haitley to play a huge number of games to be able to make a lot of cash because of his break-even so low. So his break-even is Minus 93. negative 93. He's predicted to go up predicted 82k yep. in week one and then 58 week two i could tell you that's that's more than what bailey scott's got right now yeah and what bolt has made so i mean you know you could do a lot worse than getting Haitley. if he plays two games on projections it's 140k yeah uh interesting uh again um moving on uh josh rotham uh still can't get a game and uh i actually thought I thought that after West Coast played so bad against Geelong, I thought he was a shoo-in to get a game. Yes, yeah, so I. And then Simpsons like, oh no, we don't go about making changes. That's not how we do business. I think what they did there, they probably just went, yeah, we're throwing that game away. We're giving everyone one chance. Well, and I think they also realized they're playing Gold Coast, so like maybe we can get our boys some confidence. Probably. And I don't think they got that much confidence. <laughs> no. Was... Gold Coast had a good shake. I they tell did. You what, they had a great shake. Uh, look, and I wouldn't be surprised if Rotham comes in this week or next week. I hope he doesn't come in next this week or next week because I be- kind of want him in my team for the cash gen. Um, yes. But we'll see. The other one is Answorth, and we've got a lot to say about Answorth because you're a Brisbane boy. Yes. Uh- I went early on Answorth last week, so I've already got him in, and a lot of people are looking this week as a double downgrade week. They because are. Because there's literally no one next week. If you look at next week's one-game rookies, they're all terrible. 
Um, we had Stoker play last week. He got like a 14. Yeah, Ghana, who's 254,000. No, thanks. Nah. And then we had Dylan uh, Tom Williamson played absolutely terrible. I mean, those Dylan, are both in absolute oh, shellackings. Dylan Moore got a 74. He's had two games. So. No, nah, so he's on the bubble. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. like, I'm talking about like one game of yeah, people. Yeah, sorry. I it's didn't just, realize he'd played two games. Yeah. Never heard of him. So there's really like no one gamer people that That's are looking likely to be a good downgrade yep. option next week. So it's more like double downgrade this week. Double up next week. Up next week and then kind of sit and wait for the buys probably yeah. and do a couple of downgrades cash. Unless you're like me and you can make an upgrade, but you've still got enough cash in your bank to make another upgrade next week. But I remember the only reason that is is you because you did, I'm one trade down. And you did Ainsworth last week. Um, here's my take on it, Chris, is um, Bailey played, I think, the seconds last week, which is probably good because Ainsworth got the game and Bailey didn't. But everyone who knows me, and I've been publicly saying this, is that Bailey would have got dropped if he didn't get injured. He was horrible. Uh, every time I looked, and I was in the member section going, Bailey, again, like every time something went wrong, I look and I was like, it's FN, yeah. it's Bailey. Well, do you know he had Every 11 time. disposals that night and seven clangers? Yeah. <laughs> I think I looked at he his disposal efficiency and I think it was under 20% or something. Um, he was, uh, it was absolutely horrible. shocking. Um, he, he, and, and and some of them caused a lot of goals too. That that's the You know when they're so of those turnovers hurt you so much because they cause a goal, that's when it's really bad. You, you, people can have turnovers, but when seven you have seven clangers and some of them he had three free kicks in that as well. When they actually cause goals, that's when the big issue is. So, um, he's—I think he's got—he's only had fifteen games. He doesn't own that spot. It's—it's Answorth's to lose and Bailey's to gain. So Bailey needs to go back to the twos, play that role, do it well for a period of time, maybe two, three weeks before he's even considered, and then you'll see if Answorth drops form. Then that's a change. I, I don't think people are so dead set on not going with Answorth because of Zach Bailey, and I, I can't see it. Yeah, um, I think the thing is, Josh Bailey, A, needs to get formed, as you said. Um, Zach Bailey, I sh- Yeah. Z- you said I Josh Bailey. I said just Bailey. Oh, just I think Bailey. Bailey. I think Bailey. Just, yeah, yeah. just Bailey. Um, I think he needs to get formed. I think what might happen is they might even rest Hodge for a game and give Bailey a game and then see how he goes. Well, from- he's played every game so far. But- yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, but funnily enough, though, is that um, you're looking at Endsworth actually cost a couple of goals as well. Uh, I think he, he did. Was, he was cooked. At one point, I think he was exhausted, cost like two goals directly, and then got yeah, pulled for a rest. Uh, other than that, he's actually he was really quite good. Um, uh, I'm interested to see. I'm not 100% on his job security, but he is doing well enough that I think he will continue to get games. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's dropped this week. Yeah. Uh, just based on that. Uh, the other thing to note is as well is that uh, at some point, I actually saw him lining up at fullback because Sydney have quite a small forward line, and I think they were putting... Uh, Haywood or someone or other full forward so it was either him or Leicester yeah with no Franklin it was, yeah it was either yeah. him or Leicester sometimes would actually start at fullback um, which is impressive given his score and obviously they don't have Andrews as well yeah, who can play tall or small it wasn't much I think maybe Leicester might have been off but most of the time Leicester lined up there depending on how Sydney stacked up their forward line um, anyway yeah, let's um, move yep. on to the next one the other one I mean can we just have a little bit of a shout out to our mate uh, Riley O'Brien I'll tell you what how good was his he's, score he's going so well why isn't he a forward do you remember back? what we said we said um, uh, when Setterfield comes back to the senior team you know they'll probably have a similar break even his break even is a lot less he's negative 11 right now and uh, I think Setterfield's like 22 or something and do you remember what we said how if people were wanting to trade out Sweet 
And we're like, like if you have sweet, that's probably not worth it. Like, whereas if you have um, binds, binds, then yeah, easy. You swing it in, happy days. Whereas like if you trade sweet to him, then you're gonna have to trade him back, which means that's two trades. So realistically, he's gonna have to make you at least two hundred thousand to make you a hundred. He's probably gonna do that. Well, he's already made two hundred thousand. He's made two hundred three thousand with a break even and a negative eleven. So, so it's not. It wasn't a terrible if, move. It's but not a terrible hindsight's move. Hindsight's great. Hindsight. Uh, so if you did go sweet, you must be um, yeah loving your. Trade. Yeah, excellent. Um, I'm looking forward to, to and I'm looking forward to literally sideways trading him to a forward premium. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to that day to like get him straight head. to the buyers, sideways trade him to it's, a forward premium. It's gonna be great. It's literally gonna be like tax time where you just wait and <laughs> you, bank, you bank it up and then bank bank. Cash it in. Thank you very much. All uh, right. I don't even want to get started on this guy talking on the chat about trading out uh Grundy and bringing in Riley O'Brien. Nah, not worth doing. Oh, painful. All right. So the other, there's a couple others that we need to. There's so many Corbett. cash, uh, cash cows. But Corbett's probably the next one. Yes, uh, Corbett actually hasn't done too bad. So he scored 59 on the weekend, averaging 57. Yep. Uh, but the problem is, he's playing for Gold Coast. That is the problem, and I'll. I'll if he was playing around the team, you'd be a lot more confident because Gold Coast. Uh, I mean, they're not playing terribly, but they play that one style down the line football. Which is just it's it's negative to super sorry it's negative super coach scoring because most AFL teams they're playing possession football where they hog the ball in the back half what get open uncontested marks and then move the ball forward they play a brand of down the line contested mark if it doesn't happen ball drops to the ground get a quicker position out and a long kick again forward that that's that's their game style in a, in a very simplistic form um. So it's it's not great for super coach scoring, especially forward super coach scoring. So that's the one thing I really don't like about Corbett. Everything else I love about him. Mature age. Yep. We had him both in the preseason for a long time. He's a contested mark king. He's actually traditionally more of a third tall. He's only like one ninety or one ninety one. Yeah, he's got a good grab and a good kick. So I do. Did like you also him. know he's uh blind in one eye? No way. Yeah, legally blind in one eye. Jesus. Yeah. So for a guy to judge tight depth and be a contestant marking king, that's why he didn't get drafted. This, ladies and gentlemen, is why you don't wank in a beanbag. (laughs) What does that even mean? He's blind in one eye, Chris. Oh, good one. But I'm (laughs) such a rook. Don't do it. Um, Next on the list is is Derek Joyce. I think he needs to be talked about. I mean, I've, I've been avidly against Joyce. Um, Joyce. Hello, Joyce. <laughs> Every time. Joyce. Every time. <laughs> Ma, it's me. <laughs> I'm on the phone, Ma. Oh, is, you're not Joyce. What are you doing, Joyce? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, anyway, so he's looking at a traditional fullback role. His issue is that, first of all, he has scoring power issues. And second of all, um, Nathan Brown's out of the side for him. So how long that's going to be, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. So I'm I'm pretty strongly against Joyce, but um, if people are absolutely desperate for a defensive downgrade, I can see why you would want that. Oh, it's really up to you he's guys. He's projected to make 60000 in the next three weeks. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. Like people, you know, people who, you know, if they're not watching the football games or if they're not paying attention to roles, who's in or out of a team, that looks attractive to a lot of people. So I can understand why people would do it. I just would have no bar. I'd rather take a risk on Haley, who might not even play, than do a Derek Joyce. It's just not not me. 
Um, outside of that, you've got uh, Nick Larkey, who's a little bit further down. So his break even is not as attractive. Um, I think um, we cover Dylan Moore that well. We will get back to Dylan Moore. I, th- I think I'm doing it in order of break pref- even. Yeah, no, uh, in, pre- in, ca- in no, cash. I'm going cash. Cash is up here underneath uh, Corbett. We'll, we'll do it later. Um, so Nick Larkey had a great first game and a terrible second game, but his break even is quite high because he'll have that in his uh, rolling cycle for the first game. So, again, I wouldn't be jumping on Nick Larkey because if you look at his cash gen, it, he's projected this week at 34 and next week six at 6. Next. And then in three weeks, he's actually losing cash. Oh, wait, uh, that's the wrong person. 2.4, it's positive. Um, 2.4, yeah. So, I, I wouldn't be um, looking at a Nick Larkey at all. Um, I don't think that he's going to be viable. He might have decent job security, especially if they want to play... Um, uh, what's his name in the midfield? Uh, Jack Zebel. But do you know what pains me, Chris? It. Is that Baker is literally about to make one hundred fifty thousand after this week. I don't like it. I don't like it. I hate people that got him and then got oh, all the all these points got, as well. They got him all these points on field, <sighs> and they up. also probably went Ross as well. It makes me upset. <sighs> I don't like talking about it. And Ross has literally already made one hundred twenty thousand, and he's about to go up another forty. So there's one sixty. Yeah, these guys that traded early. I mean, they've made a lot of cash, but um, they don't have trades, so. I'm okay with it. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm terribly <laughs> no, upset. Um, Dylan Moore as well. So um, another one, 123K forward listed there. Um, now, he's someone that I don't hate, but I just think there are better options this week. So if Dylan, I mean, you'd have to be choosing him because you don't like Corbett is essentially why you're doing it. Um, now, because he plays for Hawthorne, it's a little bit better because they're a better team, more conducive. They're probably going to win more. Um, but for job security, I think Josh Corbett's got a lot more personally. Yep. I think that they, I think they wanted to start the year with Josh Corbett. He got sick just before the season started and they couldn't play him. He was going to be in their round one team, virtually guaranteed for me all preseason. All the hype was about Corbett and he got injured just before the season started and that's why they didn't play him. So anyway. So Black Knight's Ando, right? Yeah. Ando, you leave me alone, mate. Um, Swizz says, uh, Nash is dominating the VFL and Richmond have more injuries. So should you wait instead of Ainsworth? Um, I don't know that one Swizz, you would be the Richmond fan. Uh, for me, I'm waiting until teams get announced because who knows what happens in the meantime, the mid season draft could see more rookies during the buys, which is very interesting. And you would assume that they are 102 K. However, it depends if they've played previously, um, depending on who's you know been announced, so that'll be on their price because some guys that I was hoping would be 102k are actually more like 123, and that kind of hurts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think at the end of the day as well, this is the week. This is probably arguably the most important week in Supercoach is this week, um, and the reason for that is this is the week that the trades that you make into your team they're going to be with you until the end of the buys. So your rookies that you are going to be training in they need to be pretty important. They need to be either solidly playing or or they need to make you enough cash that you start getting rid of them at the first round of the buys or which is round so round 13 is when you start making those trades. So as long as you can see them making you enough cash to be out of your team in round 13, then you're sweet. You're fine. You're 100% in. So, um, for me, with Haightley, that means at least two price rides. So, two games out of the next however many. So, if he gets named this week, I'm pretty comfortable with that. But you don't want like a a Joyce who comes in, doesn't make you enough cash, sitting on your pine and not playing. That's different. Haightley's break even so low that you can you can justify that trade, if that makes sense. No, that does make sense. Um, just getting back across here, so I'm not sure... Kato, I'm not sure if that was in reference to our earlier jokes or not. Um, 
Stonesy says, no grain, no wines. How much does it benefit Boke or Drew? I think it benefits them immensely. So you look at the start of the year, Drew started off really well without Ollie Wines in the side. Now you have Ebert out as well with Wines and um, and Robbie Gray, who was doing, what, half quarters in the midfield. So I think it's going to be huge. I think Rockliffe is going to probably go back to his dominating form because they need him in there. Um, he's a left field option. Like I know everyone's saying, yes, it must be Drew and it must be Rockliffe and that kind of thing as well with Boke. But uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if, well, I would be surprised, but they could even get more creative and put like a Sam Gray or someone in there who used to actually play some midfield. Um, well, I would prefer that. And Sam then... Gray has been playing high half four wing until last week where he played four pocket because there was no Robbie Gray. Yes. So, so maybe they bring in a Motlop and say you can just stay in the pocket and try and kick some goals because you're useless at backward pressure. So it, good, it'll be interesting, actually. Good segue. Should we get into the uh, the first game of uh, last week? No. Um, no? No, we we're going with the Fallens, Chris. We're making our own structure this week. We're not oh. going to have time to go game by game. Fair enough. Per se. Um... Following on, Westhoff is a DPP ruck cover or hope that Coburg ruck gets picked up. Right. Um, Hurdy has a good form. So hopes he Swizzer Bialik, whatever his name is. Okay. Right. <laughs> gets Swiss. picked up. That's his cousin, bro. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get you now. Didn't <laughs> now he only have like 11 hitouts or something in a goal? Uh, I don't know. He's I don't know, Swizz, Swizz. Uh, and Bing, I don't know if um, if you've sent the, your team to our Facebook or Instagram or anything, but I can't see your team, so I can't rate it out of 10. So because I can't see it at this stage, it's probably a zero, but you have plenty of room to improve. Just on Westoff, while we're talking about someone, I've, I'm actually pretty big on him, and I've got a lot of hate back and forth from different people yeah, why would you do that it? are really against Westoff. So I'll tell you my reasons why, and you can tell me your reasons why not, and I'm pretty sure the reason why not is... I don't think he's going to score well. That's all. And it's, so it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, is this another like Sam Petrovsky seaton debate? No. it's a, Where it's, you're adamant, but you're wrong? No, I think he's still, I still think he's going to average that. Yeah. He literally just got a, a game where he was absolutely dominated and scored like nothing. So whatever. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So with Westoff, I think he's a value consideration because he's got a really low break even. His break even is, that's, I think it's like 32, uh, 36. Um, so he's going to go up. He's projected at, with uh, with a score of sixty nine. He's going to go up fifteen k. Um, What's his ownership? Eight percent or something? His ownership is yes, eight percent. That, that was really good guess. Good. No, I was well, I saw sixteen thousand, so I kind of just assumed. So look, I I think for the rest of the season, even if he averages you only eighty five for the rest of the year, I think is a massive value addition because he's the sort of guy that can go big. Right, he can go 140, 150, and even this week just gone, he's got 108, kicking one goal, three, and it should have been three goals, one. He hit two of those goals, two of those points that he kicked were 30 degrees, like 45 degrees out, 20 meters out from goal, like absolute sitters that he would usually gobble up, and then he didn't. Um, so even if he's scoring 85 for the year, but has those big games, you can still move him to the pine after the buyers at the absolute worst as your F7 for ruck cover for the rest of the year with if you've got binds, which I do, or a loophole option on field or an injury cover for a one week, let's say late in the season, a Gorn or a Grundy gets rested on a specific game because they're just, you know, they've been gone for 20 games. All of a sudden you can just throw West off in there instead of copying a zero or, or having a trade. So I've, I've looked throughout the entire season towards getting 
a option there. So whether or not it's Westoff or Lysed or whoever it may be, I still think that he's a really value option. And at 400K, you're not going to get him any cheaper. He's not going to be cheaper than 400K much. I mean, you know, you'd have to go another two back-to-back 30s and 40s in order for that to happen. So for me, it's that's not something that's going to happen. Um, so I don't really hate the trade. Um, and uh, it, it also enables me to keep going with my downgrade upgrade cycle. So I can get Westoff in this week and then still get in Boke next week. Or I can still get in you know, another forward or another defender or um, someone else that I'm looking at. Whereas if I go, I can go up to Boke this week, but it means that next week I won't be able to trade because there's no downgrade targets. I won't have enough cash. So does that make sense? Yeah, right. Yeah. I actually figured I could probably go Darcy more. Uh, so Scrimshaw down. That's not going to work either. No. And look, it's it won't work for everyone. And I'm again, this is it is a risk as well. So I won't discount the risk. But I'm yeah, you know, I've drifted out to nine and a half thousand rank. So it's it's not like it's it's not a Hail Mary pass, but it's something that can separate me from other people in the top thousand, because I guarantee you not many of them have West off. And I guarantee you that every single one in the top ten thousand people are worried about when Westoff goes big, they don't have him. So it's going to be interesting to see because I think it could be a real unique that could completely change my team, but I wouldn't recommend it for absolutely everyone out there. Just something to consider. Yeah, that's fair. And preseason, I didn't think he was averaging over 90 and his price, even though he's dropped 150,000, I still don't think he's relying enough reliable enough to fill the last two spots in my side. Well, I, I also think that he's not going to average over 90, but, I mean, he's already had those poor scores in system. So if he was still to average 90 for, for the year... No, not for the year. I'm talking about from... Even from, from now. Yeah. Well, even then, I still think it's value. Because yeah, it is value. the way he scores, it's massive and then low, yeah, right? That's I'd, that's how he scores his, his football. I'd rather get Boke and someone else. Hell, I'd rather get Menangola, who's cheap as chips right now, except his buy well, just we, isn't great. We were asked about that on a Facebook question. So, yes. I mean, what do you think about Menangola at this stage? Um, I do want to see some role change a little bit, but he has gone 100, 100, 100 over three years, and he is a good player. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. My uh, issue is that he's, the, the, what they didn't have in the last two years was they didn't have Dalhouse, they didn't have Rowan. True. So Rowan's playing out of the square and as a full forward, well which as well. So when Menegola went forward, sometimes he would get a roll out of the square because he's a big kick, marking and presence. Yeah, kick some goals. He's not getting that anymore. Dalhouse is taking a lot of tackles and so a lot of possessions in the forward half. He's just filling a role and then he's going off. He's a role player right now. Yeah. And he's not getting Tim Kelly's mid minutes. Men and roller. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I think Menegola might have been a pick that we all thought was going to be a good pick for the year, have but. We had no idea what sort the of impact. impact. Yeah. Plus, the other impact, I mean, someone like Brian Myers, who's playing a brilliant role forward. Um, even Atkins, Atkins is playing a good role, yeah. role football. Like, he's not scoring well, but he doesn't need but to. But they're putting pressure on. And you put Dalhouse, Rowan, Atkins, and Mears? Myers? Myers, yeah. Myers into the forward line. They're all pressure players. You put Manangola in there and... He doesn't need to do that anymore. No, he doesn't. Uh, I think I think you might actually be onto something there, Chris. Uh, for me, I would have to see something first, and that would mean there's a chance he'll probably go like a 130 or something because of his high ceilings, and then he'll just jump up in price, but he still will be cheap enough for a little while. So yeah. for me, I'm waiting and seeing, and I've already brought in Tim Kelly because I think he's more reliable at this point, and I've now got three people with the round... Yeah, which means it's thirteen by whatever it is. So if, yeah. So if you're throwing up between Kelly and um, Menegol, I think it's quite clear Kelly... Kelly. I don't think you're going to gain anything well, from going Menegola. And you've seen Kelly's role, which is which is just brilliant. So, yep. um, 
Now, on, another one that um, a lot of people are looking at as a mid-upgrade is Adam Trelaw, which I I don't hate the pick. I actually really like the pick. And the reason is, of course, Taylor Adams is out for four weeks, so confirmed with a groin injury, another adductor strain. Oh, Must Jesus. have been hanging out with uh, Josh Kelly so, too who much. Who do you like? Uh, Adam Trelaw. Yeah, I do like So that his as scores well. jump, generally speaking, when uh, Adam is out of the side. Not only that, Collingwood have had a really... Like, Collingwood and Geelong, their start of the year was tough. Yeah. And the fact that they're both killing it is just ridiculous. And the things are going to open up for them from now, which is why I actually quite like... Yeah, Collingwood's draw well. really starts to open up soon. So it's it'll be interesting, that's for yeah, sure. I'll check it out. Um, now, Boke's obviously still a good trading target if you're looking at him. I think he's going to be a must-have um, eventually. I... I'm not against waiting until the buy though to get him because you're guaranteeing a zero on your field at this stage, depending on how your structure is. And at this stage, he's still like nearly 600, isn't he? Well, so it's just, he's got a high break even. It's crazy. So here's, here's the thing with Boke. Yes, he can hit his break even. It's 109. So it's, but there's every chance that he jumps a, uh, another 100 or an 80 or something like that and drops even more cash. Um, so he's currently projected to go 119. And at best case, at worst case, that's a 4.5K price rise. So he's really at peak price. If, you, if you're getting him in now, you, you're not saving anything. You're just saying, look, I've got the cash. Now I want to get him so I can take because advantage of his scoring. Yeah, correct. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think that there's a, a couple of low scores that are going to drop in there. It may not be over the next couple of weeks because, oh, of course, Port's uh, midfield's just taken a shot. But we'll see how that pans out. Uh, check this out. Collingwood, they have Carlton. Saints, Swans, Fremantle, D's, Bulldogs, North Melbourne, Hawks. Yeah, it's decent. And then a loss uh, in round and, 17. Well, yeah, Hawks midfield compared to Pies. North, same. Bulldogs, yeah, but Bulldogs, they don't tag or leak. Yep. Uh, they will leak. Melbourne, again, is going to be an interesting one because yeah, Melbourne have been poor. Fremantle, so That's they're at home. home. So pretty much they have one away game where they leave Victoria basically... Yeah. The issue with Collingwood midfields this year in Supercoach, though, is just that there's too many of them. Who do you pick? Well, and the problem is, is that Trelaw's like butchering. Yeah. He's I mean, getting Pendles 30, has he's turned getting... it. I don't, I don't know what's happened to Pendles, but man, he, he, looks, good. he looks faster. He looks better with his decision making than he did last year. But again, I know he had a back issue, but Jesus, it looks like the old Pendles. But remember at the start of the year, Chris, 666 is going to give guys more space and his basketball background, he already has time I'm and space. Just putting that in there, another media person saying something about Pendles' basketball background. Yeah, right. And another one, ting, ting, ting. <laughs> but you put in the 666, the time and space that he has. He already has so much of it already. You giving him more time and space, it's, it's just ridiculous. Now, so, what do you think? Um, do you think he'll average top 10 those pendles or not for the year? I think he could go close. I don't. I think maybe. He's already averaging 106. Yeah, I think he might average 107. He'll probably be top 15 or something. I don't think he'll be He'll be 10. close to it. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. he, he might not be like entrenched in the top 10, but he's going to be around that mark. Yeah. It's not necessarily a terrible I don't, I don't see him going below 105, but I think he will... Especially the next month, I think with Adams out, he yeah. could absolutely yeah go on a, a massive run. Uh, yeah, against Carlton even, like you yeah. could see him just tearing up. Did you see 100%. that uh, Hibbert got a ninety-seven this week? I did the one week. Two midfield again. The one week. Yeah, he's coming back. He's bro. been so bad. He's, he's he, coming back. He is like under three hundred thousand. I'm pretty sure Hibbert, or yeah. just now over because of his good score. It's horrible. And what do you do if you've got Angus Brayshaw? With a 68. <laughs> well, we did say that he wouldn't be top 10, so... He's worse than that, though. He's worse than what he was last year. And is that Melbourne or is that him? Well, the funny thing is, is that people were like, yeah, and so many people... It wasn't like 20% went Brayshaw. So many people. How many now? 
Where is he? Well, it was in, I understand why, but I mean, again, you're picking a breakout, right? That's yeah. the issue. Is you, well, they were looking at his back end saying, of the year and yeah. going, oh, but even his, was amazing. his back end of the year wasn't that great. Uh, so he's still owned by 16%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that hurts. Does he need to go? That hurts. He has to is be. Is there a must in? Is it a, is it a he, fife that you've got to go he's to? He's averaging 93.7. I mean, at least Taranto's averaging over 100, isn't he? Like, it's just. No, I don't think it's just shy oh, Just shy. This but has to hurt. I do think that he needs to go. Um, get the best available premium that is a lock for top six. So, Boke. Um, Toronto 102. Neil. 102. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm never um, wrong. Boke, Neil, Whitfield when he comes back. Jake Lloyd, if you don't have him. That's who you've got to go to. You've got to try and make up the points. And the quickest way possible to do that is to go to the best available player. Um, so whoever you don't have, that's who I would be getting in. Um, Ooh, Mad King just said, danger with medial ligament damage, according to Mark Stevens. Although Mark Stevens is a flog. Uh, sounds like he might miss a couple of weeks, boys. So we'll see. Ooh, I don't love it. Well, if he's out for a couple of weeks, maybe the boat could, wouldn't be such a bad thing. Uh, if two, it's two, out for two weeks, two no. Weeks. I'm not doing it. For two weeks? Nope. For two weeks? I've, I can just drop Jew in there now. Drew. Drew. <laughs> I've, so I've got Drew in my um in my midfield now based on my this week's trades. Yeah, right. So I can just put him back as a mid forward swing. Bang, done. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know other people might trade him and that could be a good strategy, but it's just like the same thing with Whitfield. You, you held Whitfield knowing he's probably going to miss two weeks. Man, imagine if you missed out. Or, yeah, don't have Whitfield and you don't have danger. <sighs> what anarchy. It's just a trade. You've got to trade him back in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so... Why would you trade him out? I mean, for well, two weeks of scoring? Yeah. Well, depending. I can if, see if you've got Bolter on your pine and he's going to get you a 20. Well, here's the thing. I might, if if that's the case, I might actually go and bring in. Um, he could be a strategy for well, you. Well, I might go Danger to Bogue and then that way I'll wait for Danger just to drop a couple of weeks and then get him. What you could do is, depending on how your team's set up, either Maybe. you can either switch um, him to the midfield or you can switch him, uh, leave him forward. Loophole someone this week. So chuck an Eon, um, even a Bolter or anyone, whoever you've got that's on your bench, either forward or midfield, and monitor their score. And if it's good, hold him. If it's bad, trade him. Yep. So if, if that's if, if you're really into- Like what I did with Atkins. Exactly what you did with yep. Atkins for five. So yeah, if you're getting it at a 70, then well, what's knowing, the point of trading? Knowing my luck, it'll, be, it'll say two weeks and then he'll be back next week because he's a hard bastard. Yeah. So, um, But look, if if you're going for league and stuff, 100% you can't trade. If you're going for overall and you're in the top 1,000 and you want to pull away, then I could – and you have trades, which is probably the rare commodity in the top 1,000 or around that mark. Uh, I could actually see the benefit to going for points if he's missing two. Yep. Um, but we have no... Yeah, we'll have to find out for sure. So Now, there's a couple of guys that I want to keep on everyone's mind, and I think they're important because they're the first week of the buyers. A lot of defenders are week two and week three. So you're either going to A, trade these guys in beforehand, or B, wait until round 12 and then trade them in. But um, James Sicily, um, he just scored an 80. His break even shut up to 122, which he can hit. But if he has another poor week, he'll drop even further in cash. He's tipped to go 103 this week and drop 10K. Um, his current price is <laughs> 560. So he might be under 550, maybe even 520 by the time buys roll around. Um, so I'm hoping for a couple yeah. of poor rounds from him. The Sicily other one, and Hearn, I'm looking at as upgrades for yeah. sure. And they both have the middle buy. So that's the, I yeah. believe. Well, Hawks, Hawks Hearn's the one that I want, but the one that you probably can't have because of the buy that he's in. The one that you can have is Luke Ryan. 
Luke Ryan is on an absolute tear. I know he's expensive, but he's going absolutely ham. I can't see it slowing down. He is one that can drop a dud score every now and then, so you might want to wait for him or jump on him now, get the maximum value points-wise, and then he'll cover you through the rest of the buys because he's got the first buy week for you. Um, so having a think about that. Jesus. Just uh, quick side well. note, Port Adelaide play Adelaide, Suns, Hawks, Saints, Fremantle, Geelong, Bulldogs. And then they play Adelaide again and then Brisbane. That's actually a pretty tasty run that too. Port, yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially with, you know, wines out. Boat could absolutely... Oh, yeah. And I think that... Continue I've, on uh, again, hurting. Definitely think that Boak is a... Uh, it almost, it's definitely a must-have. Um, he has a, What's his biggest score? 130 or something? Uh, he's only had two scores, I think, under 120 or something. So he's been pretty Yeah, good. but his big... Like, he's... he's Difference between his bottom end and, and top end's not like it's not going one fifties and one sixties. No, it? it's more. Yeah, that's just because of his yeah. kicking. Yeah, he's consistent. Uh, let me bring it up. That's just two shakes away, Chris. Uh, so one nineteen, one twenty three, one thirty six, one thirty four, ninety five, one twenty nine, one oh two. So that looks still looks pretty good. No, uh, fantastic scoring. It's just his. Yeah, is he gonna be a one? 50 absolutely kill you sort of player. I, I no, don't but think I think it's is. compared to the rest of the forwards. I think it's exactly, one of those one. Yeah, yeah. You know, he could. It also means that if he goes guys. on a bad run of form, his average will drop significantly and so will his price. Yes. But he's not going to get much more expensive than what he is now. No, 100%. No, exactly. no, he's not. And for 600K, I mean, you could literally get McRae in and still save money. So yeah, I do think he's a very important in and I don't have him right now. So I will. I, he's one of my big targets. Um, but yes, definitely looking at that. Um, yeah, and that, the reason why I mentioned Luke Ryan is purely because he's he's in only three percent of teams. So one of the uh, like last remaining really super unique players that are available in defence that doesn't affect your buy structure. Oh, he's only so, five hundred eighty. He hasn't. I say Boke. only. Yeah, I thought he was yeah, closer to six. No, nah, exactly That's right. It's not that bad. No, exactly right. I think Cameron's about five fifty or something. Yeah. I'm actually really interested in getting in Cameron, Chris. I'm not even lying. Jeremy Cameron, uh, I've already spoken about their draw. He is uh, 527000 so a bit cheaper. And I'll tell you what, like I know it's, yes, he's on a, a heater and everything like that, but he is a high-quality pick, and we've been waiting for a while. He's getting up well, the ground. Previous, he had premium scoring in his first year of AFL football. Yeah. He didn't average like 90-something in his first year. Yep. And now I think he is, He I think he realizes now like he's the big dog. Finally, he's well, getting up the wing. There is no pattern in that he, team. He, the other two running. are like more mobile forwards. His so. work rate is absolutely phenomenal. He is working harder than any other forward. Not bad point. for a guy with one arm and a bunk shoulder. Pretty he, much. He's basically legging it. Like th- That's the other concern. If anyone's actually watched his games, he's basically on one shoulder every game. Like his one of his shoulders is like, I mean, he must have an issue. He's taped up to the max every day of game. He heard it again Two or three weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. When he when he hit that seven or eight goals. Yep. He did it all on one shoulder. Yep. He, he, like, I mean, it's obviously- Oh, was that against Richmond, that one? Whatever. That was, that was a few games ago now. Whatever the game was where he kicked a, a massive bag, yeah. he did it on one shoulder and was like, when he, when he wasn't running and marking the football, they have the camera on him and he'd be drooping like this because it hurts to hold his shoulder up. Uh, I'll read so, Jeremy Cameron, 168, 163, 92, 85, 114, 134. So I think the thing with Cameron is he has that ceiling to really hurt you in a round. Yep. But Boke more consistent. Fair enough. Yep. Now, there's a few dogs players I want to touch in as trade on targets. And I think the number one on everyone's lips is Bont. Geez, touching dogs. That's what I do. Um, anyway, so. Bont and Pelly looks Tell great. me what, like, 
I know why I don't want to pick Bond, but what's oh, your I'm, thoughts on Bond? I'm waiting for the buy. I'm probably going. You think that he's going to be valuable? Well, he's been highly touted for how long. People have picked him for so long, you know, hoping that something's going to happen. And yep. finally, he's showing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not a, an if and but. Like, yes, his role may change possibly, but I think he's playing such good footy that you can put him anywhere right now and he'll just fucking tell you. I do agree because, I mean, let's be fair. Even when he does play forward, he still can have a really good game forward and get you a 150 as a forward. My issue is just that it's the midfield roulette of the dogs and I, I don't like it. I don't want to gamble my super coach season on what his role is. Because I still don't know what it's going to be in five rounds time. Yeah, but even at worst, he was still averaging, what, 106? Yeah, no, I'm not so, I'm not saying it's a terrible pick, but right now you're paying basically premium price for him. What's his price at? He's, um, he's 586K, which is basically one of the most expensive midfielders in the game right now. He's only gone up 20,000, Chris. Can't yeah. Count. No, yeah, but you you realize that when the starting, you yes, know, I the magic know, number goes yes, down. I know, the magic so number goes down. That 20 grand's a lot more. But... Um, look, who are, I who, won't who, be getting him. Who are you going to bring in then? Trelaw instead of Bontempelli? Yeah, no, instead of Bontempelli? Uh, yeah, I, I am. Based yeah, 100%. On, based on price? Uh, based no, based on... Uh, I know that Yo's role's not changing. Same with Zach Merritt. I know his yeah. role's not changing. Yo's role can change. It can change, but it, it hasn't Zach in 18 Merritt's months, fine. so why would it? He's played midfield pretty much the entire last year and a half. Anyway, I think Bontempelli... I had him in my top 10, so we obviously see things a little differently. I, I don't see him as a top 10. Yeah, so there we go. And look, he might be now with with the tear that he's gone on early, but then that means that yeah, the the end of the year is going to be worse. Um, so no, not not for me. Yeah, I do agree. And a couple of these guys, Norton up forward has freed up Bont. Um, and after all those clunk marks, they're not going to change that system anytime soon, especially after the win. And yeah, we've already said Wally um, Adams out does help Trelaw, and I think it also helps Pendlebury. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Maybe um, Sire, Sire, maybe he'll Sire. Be, maybe he'll be back in. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't think they'll do that. I think that I don't think Sire will come in. Um, I think it'll be either Daniel Wells or someone else. And the reason I say that is because they've already got Dane Beams there that's not playing an optimal role. Well, maybe, maybe just throw actually, yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe Beams will actually do something for once in his life. Yeah, other than he's, move, he's been poor this year. Other than move, by his standards, move he's been clubs poor. and give false promises. <laughs> um, yes, Jack's obviously got some hurt feelings over here. Jack's saying Bevo is a snake. You can't trust him. So we've got a few hurt feelings there, Chris. Um, I will touch on a few other people that have dropped a little bit. So McRae, 582,000, break even of 149. Yep. That's huge. So he's already dropped 107,000 and he's averaging 113.9. He'll be 550K in a couple of weeks. Easy. So yep. it's it's just absolutely crazy. And they have the for first those, buy. For those that don't have him, it's just going to be an absolute mozza. Uh, he is basically even priced with Bont. So crazy there. Oliver, 544K, averaging 100. Uh, break even of 118. He's I, lost just can't, I just don't understand Oliver. I mean, either. And here's the funny thing. He actually had a lot of his possessions outside the contest this week. So, for, for, like, go figure. It's killing me. I just don't get it. But it's, it's, again, it's it's Melbourne playing so badly that it's affecting Oliver's scoring. Because here's what Oliver does a lot. And I've watched Oliver play an incredible amount of football. You still think he's but, top 10 from here? I don't know. It's hard, right? You'd say yes. But I'm not going to trade him because no, well, there's, there's every chance that next week he pops a 140 again. Yeah, and the problem is, is that he's just he's been he hasn't dropped too low either. Like it's yeah, not, exactly. It's not that it's, dire. It's not desperate. Like he's he's not, not my worst. He's dropped seventy eight thousand. He's still five forty four k because he just keeps kind of ticking along like a hundred flat. It's definitely not your worst problem in your team. Look, here's what he used to do, and it's not happening now because Melbourne are playing shit. 
And it's different when their forward line was functioning well. But a lot of the times he'll get the ball and just throw it on the boot forward. And there used to be a contest there. Yeah, used to be Hogan now, and everyone else around. He's either kicking to space. When it, if it if it bounces before it gets to your target, it's considered an ineffective disposal if it's under forty meters. So that's you know the the, the scoring that he was getting from his disposals yep. is completely diminished. And Brayshaw, even his handballs aren't like they're just not crisp. They're not hitting the targets like they were. Um, it's, do you reckon he just thought things were happening for him or, or what? I think all Melbourne did. All Melbourne so, did. Oh, how funny though, just quietly, sorry for any Melbourne fans, that they get rid of a piss head and replace him with another piss head. <laughs> how great's that? Just on that. Well, like, I mean, to it be- didn't look like he was plastered. He's just having a skewy. Like, yeah. calm down. Oh, he had a few, apparently, a few hours. Uh, Who cares? Um, He's having a skewy well, on a Sunday yeah. on a public holiday weekend. Harley Bennell's like, I don't see the issue, mate. I was doing that on a plane. <laughs> it's the although Harley's, Harley's Harley, breaking out his eight ball. Yeah, Harley's sitting there going, "What's going on?" Um, although I do think it is a good system to have. Like, if you're injured, you're not really running, right? So it's really easy to actually balloon out and hard to get your fitness back. So I think if you're injured and you're on rehab, I think it's probably a good system to say maybe the don't get on the team rules. So yeah. yeah, well, if you're injured, don't get on the booze because you'll blow out and then it's going to be harder to get back in, and then you don't help your teammates. Yep. So I think it's fair if you're on rehab. And the emotional side of it, because you get a bit down, like I feel crap and I'm not playing and I don't have the, you know, the um, the good vibes of playing and the all good, the rest of it. G- so you- the GGs, yeah. GGs in the chat. Um, uh, the other thing I want to notice is, uh, again, this is more draft relevancy, not really at all. I wouldn't touch it in standard, but Dale Thomas again with a 96 this week. So backed up his, I think, 113 last week. So for draft guys out there, if you're, if you're sitting around on a waiver or if you can potentially get him in while Simpson and uh, Newman are out um, as a short-term point point buff, then that's something to consider as well. So just uh, just the guys out there noticing that. Um, outside of that, I think, um, Duncan could go well over the coming weeks. I mean, he always does. I mean, he's, I think he's proved he's fairly consistent. Um, I can still see Duncan coming back into the fray. He had a 126 this week and let's have a look what he yeah, did last. Duncan, he's Duncan's- got a 71 break even. So it's yeah, something you have to get in. 4.6. He's just ticking along. He's not doing too bad. Uh, apparently- but I think if you've got, um, danger out, he really comes into consideration. I think he does. And potentially so does, um, Menegola. So maybe he does get some more mid time. But I think it's more likely that they go, okay, Ablett, you get more mid-time. I think that's the more likely scenario. Uh, possible. Or Ablett still might get rested, yeah. Uh, apparently, True. Sia got injured in the reserve. So I said, was it Sia <laughs> That's terrible. I like it. I've got to laugh at my own jokes, Chris. No one else does. <laughs> that's, um, that's true. Apparently, uh, so Wally, I did say earlier that I forgot my West Coast jersey at home today, mate. So I did apologize. Um, a couple of people. I know. I know. They love the West Coast. I know. Um, now, last last thing I want to touch on is Matt Crouch, uh, which who's suffering from a little bit of Clayton Oliver-itis. Yes. I, I think they're being really harsh this year, uh, Champion Nah, Battle, nah. Which if you think I watched, they just suck. I watched the game. He's getting a lot of the football and when when he needs to do something good with it, he doesn't. And when he's open and it's uncontested, it's which doesn't score much, he hits a target. So he's contested balls that he's winning, he's not hitting targets with, and that is really impacting his, impacting scoring. his scoring. Because it would be a lot more Where's the danger love? Where it doesn't matter where you kick it, you get max points. Well, because Danger always kicks long to a contest. Yeah, true. So as long as you're going long to a contest, he, nothing matters. So he pulls the Langdon. Yeah. But like a Matt <laughs> well, Crouch rarely Chris. goes long. He's, he, he looks for that quick short option, yeah, right? Yeah, he tries to go for the, the team play and then butchers it. Yeah, but if it's a contested ball and he does that and he doesn't hit the target, 
that's like a no scoring factor. So you, when your contested possessions aren't getting maximum value and then your uncontested possessions, they're just ticking along. So that's that's why you're having scores of 97 because he's getting enough possessions to score well, but when he needs to maximize his points per possession, he's not doing it. And that's what I find with Matt Crouch is it's when he needs to um, hit a, hit an open handball target from a loose ball get, whatever reason it's not it's just not happening for him so I do think again I think these guys both of which are in my team I think they can turn around they're winning games um, sorry at least Adelaide are winning games who do you think is going to win the showdown this week by the way Adelaide Port's got too many people out I do think congratulations to Matty Broadbent he's, um, they've yeah, announced that in. he'll be back this week that's so that's crazy good. I forgot all about yep. him to be honest I think everybody did. Yeah. Um, so that's really, really good. I wonder if he hasn't played so long. I mean, sitting on the sidelines, do you reckon he was Matty Bro- uh, Board? <laughs> Matty Board Bent? Board Bent. Um, <laughs> that one's actually quite good. Oh, thank you. I, I, that's much better than your C. <laughs> it, would, it would be much better. Sea It'd be much better if I didn't stutter. Uh, 100%. Um, should we round out any other things from the week, Chris? Let's uh, touch on it. No, nah, I think that pretty much covers all the major trading targets um, and the major trade out. Let's head over to uh, to Twitter and Facebook to see. We've got we probably have a, a few questions there. Well, I'm on Facebook. Oh, you're right too. I, and I'm on Twitter. So oh, look, look at that. Look at how that works. Happy days, Chris. You they call it multitasking. Um, oh, that's the wrong uh, chat there. All right, let's start here. We've just got a couple here. So the first one is from um, Seeker, and he says, "Will Danger play? And what strategy should we have in place when he doesn't?" So we did touch on that a little bit earlier, but. I think it's I think important it to loophole, yeah, loophole a player, and um, we'll 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 get a little bit more information about how much he's likely going to be out for. But I'm a I'm a strong firm hole if it's under two weeks, uh, two weeks or under. If it's looking at three or over, then you can start questioning it. Uh, but a strong hold at two or under. Um, Nelson Moody says, looking at the one game rookies now standing as uh, standing out as relevant. What are your thoughts on double downgrading this week and double upgrading next week? Yeah, yeah that's that's the theory. That's uh, we the did touch good on that strategy. Um, I'm I'm, I'm big on it if you if the right guys get named and it fits your team structure because I don't believe there's going to be much in t- in the way of um, downgrades over the coming week and maybe even coming two weeks. So I think people are going to really struggle for cash over the next few weeks. Hopefully, we get another few people that are coming in um, up to the buyers so that we can double downgrade the week before the buyers get some cash before a, uh, a big upgrades target at the start of the first round of upgrades. Who's speaking blasphemy? Oh, sorry, Was it Swiss? Buyers. It says, medial lig- ligament damage for Dangerfield, however minor, has to leave him in doubt. He will need heavy strapping. Worth the risk? Question mark. He'll play full forward then. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, it looks like uh, he's not missing weeks. So Nah, if he's not missing any weeks, let's see. No well, way. as in maybe he'll play but even then it doesn't look that bad um yeah i think at this point wait for the team announcement but based on that i wouldn't be trading him unless i see something that says he's going to miss a couple of weeks uh then i might consider it so yeah yep all right and on to facebook yep you got it uh do you want me to get up i can get up facebook yep sure oh you already had it chris uh, you were you i was, was on a man. twitter i was on the twitter you the- said you had the both chris you were like i, I was am twatting the man. i call it twatting um <laughs> Okay, let me bring it up. Also, I have to scroll past your ugly mug changing into Lions gear. What's going on there? I know. How annoying is that? <laughs> okay, so Wednesday Night Live. Here's the question. Uh, Sam Minigola, hard to pass at 419k. That is cheap, though. It is cheap. Um, I won't be doing it. Here's the funny thing, though. Like, I do like Minigola, but at this point, I'd almost... I'd actually at rather... At that price, I'd rather... Westoff. 
And oh, I definitely would rather Westhoff. And what well, is it? I but wasn't. Just, I wasn't really for Westhoff, but at least I'm like, okay, Westhoff should go ninety plus from here on out. Plus, he gives you the ruck swing compared to the, yeah, Menegola's buy. The difference with Westhoff and these other guys. So there's there's really three around that price point. So you got Menegola, Zebel, and Westhoff. If Westhoff, if if Westhoff doesn't average a hundred for the rest of the year, which is I don't think that's anywhere. I think anyone's predicting that. It doesn't matter because you're not necessarily getting Westhoff in. To be 100 averaging forward, you're getting him in to cover for the buys and you're getting him in to cover for the uh, for any injuries that may happen in your rucks, which most people don't have a cover right now, or, or, the, or they do, which is Riley O'Brien, but they want to take advantage of being able to trade him. Oh, for sure. So to take advantage of that, um, of Riley O'Brien's price rise, you're going to need to trade him out eventually. It's probably going to be around the buys, which means again, that's when Westhoff becomes important and it becomes valuable to your team. So it's not, and as an F7 guy who can go really big in a week, like really big, like 150 big. Oh, so you're pushing him to F7. Well, I, I, that's my long-term plan. So it's my, my short-term plan is to get him on field instead of a rookie and hopefully he outscores someone like a Matt Parker, which yes. is, that's my, you know. Um, though I do think as well, and the, the other factor that we have chatted about is Charlie Dixon. So Charlie Dixon, if he ever comes back to if, the team. yep. He will force Westhoff out of the forward line and more into a wing and into the half back line. He's still on indefinite though. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Yeah, I think he had more. There was a there was a um, an article that I want to read up that he uh, had an interview this week, and I want to see where he's at because uh, there was a I can't remember what page did it, but there was an article that came out about him. So I will look into that a little bit further to see a, an estimate. It was supposed to be around about now that he was supposed to be coming back to the twos. And he's now listed as indefinite. So we'll see how that works out. But yeah, so long-term worst case scenario, he doesn't hit your scores. He's looking like a dud that can occasionally score well. You can just push him to the pine as your F7 option and then loophole him on field when he does as a late game winner. So imagine in the you know, league league finals, you've got Westhoff at F7 and everyone else has got a rookie at, X, at F7 and he goes massive, bang, straight on field. So yeah, definitely good option. Chris, okay. Uh, so he says... Tyler Dixon actually feared that he would never play another AFL game again. This is the one that I... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I I looked it up for you because, you know, hashtag bless everybody. Uh, So it says here, uh, he hasn't played a game since, blah, 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 blah. He's on track to play in round one before a setback, rehab program. Positive development for Dixon and Port. The key forward said he's aiming to return to the club lineup after it's round 12 bye. That's fantastic. So that's great. That's great news for him. Um, Uh, I'm actually thinking about it now. Yeah, and that's not too far away. No, that's not that far away. So you get him for the covers over the buy period, and then you get a roll change straight after that's going to be always positive for him. Yes. Oh, I, do, I do agree with that. Mate, you can't. And look, and I'm buying him now when he's cheap because he's, you know, over the next, let's say he goes even 80, 80, 80, he's going to go up 100 grand. So for me, it's it's cheap right now. Yeah, right. He's, he's 400 with a break even of 36. So even if he goes 80s over the next three weeks, he'll go up close to 100 grand. He's not going to be 500,000 averaging 80. 100. No, over three weeks he will. He'll go up because he's based on his, he's got a big rolling average in his score now. So from his 108. Right. Yeah. Now, if he goes, it's not that massive. If he goes 130, 
then 80 then that's yeah. not yeah that's not that, that's yeah so it's all about consistent yeah. scores or consistent yeah that's fair yeah. Uh, and if uh, Dixon does look like he's coming back in I might bring him in as well and again best case scenario he does well and then worst case is you then move him to your bench and exactly. then you can then like, swing him the, the, the downside of it's not terrible no. so that's just my and opinion. if someone does miss a week like Max Gorn before the finals then you have someone that can actually play a role for and him, there's so. every chance and you're bringing him in at 400,000 instead of actually trying to bring in every year Instead of trying to bring in a cover for 520000 Every year, a ruckman that you have misses a game or two. It happens every year. doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, right. It happens. So, I mean, I think Grundy last year was one of the only ones. No, you know, he even he missed one game, didn't he? I think even Grundy missed one game last year. Interesting. Don't think so. Anyway... I think that's pretty much us for the uh, for I the think pod. that's it. I think any we've actually covered questions? some good. Yeah, you check that out. I'm just reading the rest of this article quickly to see if there's any more information. All right. Um, so there is a couple more. So Bolton Petrocelli is back up if Danger doesn't play um, and still not sure on Whitfield, Corky. Yeah, that's pretty much where it's at. Um, who you emergency will be based on who's playing when. So I think uh, Richmond, uh, Richmond and West Coast are playing each other this week, aren't they? No, Richmond's playing Fremantle at home. Uh, but they're the last in, game in of the round. Yeah, they're really late. So you can't really emergency because you, you, you want the, ideally, you want the emergency to play before Geelong so that you yes. can actually do a swap. 100%. So, and it depends on who's not named. I think uh, apparently Scott um, got knocked out or something as well in the seconds. And the guy who knocked him out is uh, three weeks suspended. So I don't think Bailey Scott's going to make a surprise appearance for North. So you will have that loophole. Yeah. So what um, I'm doing this week with Danger is the likely scenario is I'm going to loophole uh, Michael Gibbons um, because they're an earlier game than, than Geelong. Um, and then depending on what he gets, I'll move Dangerfield into midfield to get that on-field score and I can take Gibbons' loophole. If I'm not happy with that, I can take Parker's loophole in the forward line. So depending on... Who scores where will depend on where I switch uh, Dangerfield. So yeah, it's fine. I'm yeah. going to wait till tomorrow night for team announcements to decide what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, um, that's going to be important. Uh, also, Chris, just quickly, while the rest of this article, uh, Charlie Dixon says he's about four to five weeks away. He has started running on grass, which is a significant step forward, and hopefully, if everything goes smooth from here, we can start to ramp it up. So four to five weeks. Um, yeah, hopefully, he gets to playing after their China game. So they're after their bye. Perfect. Yep, I love it. So I do like that. I am really interested now. Look at um, me perking up. Yeah, uh, a couple uh, other questions here. Cameron or Daniel as as F three can't afford both. I'm going Cameron. Uh, I'm going Based Daniel. His, I'm going on his ceiling. Cameron's going to hurt you. Ceiling. Yeah, Daniel, but he's, Daniel, so, he's unique. He's, Daniel keeps going 100, 100 oh, So is Cameron. Cameron's owned by five percent. No, no, that's what I'm saying. And Daniel's I think that a lot of people well. are jumping on Daniel. Have a look at the trading targets of Daniel this week. Oh, yeah, Daniel is going to be massive over the next couple. I don't know why everyone likes him. Seriously, I really don't. I like, like him. I just don't think he's going to hurt you, like, super coach-wise. Yeah, he'll not go, necessarily... He just gets you, like, a flat 100. 100, 100, 110. 100. 100 that's okay. 90, with, that's 80, all you want. 110. Yeah, Sometimes get, you just want but, that F5. But then he's going to throw in a stinker 40. Do you know, this game just gone, he was on, like, 30 going into the third quarter. And then all of a sudden, he's just gone bang and gone, like, 100 and something massive. He was on so small, and I was pissing myself laughing <laughs> at the German club. It wouldn't club. be like Daniel to be on anything small. <laughs> <laughs> In the German club, I am laughing because I'm like, this is great. He is doing yeah, could have picked so up, bad. And then all of a sudden, literally checked the scores, and I was like, how has he gone absolutely monster? Um, now, Bing Carroll's 12 says, do you think the Sainers will beat the Eagles? 
I reserve judgment uh, based on the ins and outs, but I can't see that happening. Nah, Chris, come on. Let's let's bring it up. We'll go round by round. Okay, Sydney we're versus... Gonna, well, we're doing the podcast tomorrow night. Or oh, I will be. Will you? Are you going to be doing it? Uh, probably not. Oh, I'm going to be. Depending. But... And I've got a lot, a lot to do. But Let's uh, let's go through and do our tips. Quick. Um, so Sydney what, first versus game? Essendon. I'm going Essendon. Uh, where is it? Sydney? Sydney, yeah. But versus Essendon. Sydney's horrible. If Franklin's in Sydney, if no Franklin, then Essendon. Oh, geez, that's a big call. Uh, I'm going Essendon. Uh, Dogs versus Lions in uh, uh, Ballarat. Lions. Yeah, I'm going Lions too. I just think they can score more. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Although, yeah, who knows? Uh, I just Col- think they hurt teams. Um, Collingwood to win. Against, yeah. Against Carlton. I'm not even throwing that up as a, as a float. I don't want to be Carlton this week. Suns versus Melbourne. Uh, at Metron? Yeah. Ooh, anything can happen. Um. I do think that Melbourne will win because at the end of the day, they're just a better team. I think so as well, but I actually think there's that slim chance where I'm like, they do. They're, that's a coin it. flip almost, isn't it? I think if Melbourne go there, <laughs> they fuck that if up. Melbourne go there expecting it's to roll. Well, if Melbourne go there expecting to win by 100 points like they've done previously, oh, like playing the Suns at the Gabba. Can you imagine the chop next week? What's happening? Well, Goodwin just signed a new contract, so they can't get rid of him. What happens next week if Melbourne well, loses? Well, Viney might game? be coming back in, and oh, I think they'll match up better across the ground. And they won a game. No, so they confirmed they're... that Viney's out this week. Oh, he is. Oh, well, stuff Viney. Um, <laughs> okay, Saints versus Eagles uh, in where is it? Marvel. If they remain unchanged, I can't see the Eagles losing that one. I'm going Saints. Ooh. Um, it's a smaller field. It's not the MCG. I think. I reckon the Saints, they lost last week. Saints, I think they'll be really keen for a win. I think their matchup's a little different. I don't think they're going to be bombing it high as much. I think they're going to try and run and hit the angles. Well, if they do that, it works in their favor. But I don't, here's the issue. It, yeah, at Eddie Had, it'll be under the roof. Eagles skills, they're going to play to their strength, which is contested marking and inset marking. I don't need to worry about that in a wet game or anything like that. It's going yeah. to be under the roof. Oh, I, I definitely think. think the Eagles is a better side. But I just think coming off a loss and I think uh, Eagles haven't been playing that great either. So if if Saints start, I know that's if, what I'm saying. Like Saints, it, it, it could be, a, it's going to be a good game. I can Saints say that. Start, if Saints start off well, mm. it's going to be hard for Eagles to get confidence. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So look, I'm going for an upset on that one. Showdown Adelaide. I think we're both uh, Adelaide on that. now. I actually probably had Port, but now with all their injuries, uh, North versus Geelong. Geelong. Yeah, Geelong easily. I'll that in. Hawks versus the Giants. MCG. Giants. Me too. I don't think Giants play at the MCG that often, but that'll be interesting. no. I think look Hawks. <sighs> I'm so glad Hawks start losing games, but the games that they win is not because they've got talent. The games they win is because Alistair Clark. Did you hear what he said coach. though this week? Saying we will not just stand around and be immediate, like middle of the ranked yeah. side. So whether that means like whatever that means, personnel or whatever, like he's it, like it, what we it are means not- is that we're going to go after every single free agent there is, and we're going to do everything we can to win, which is what they should do. Yeah, it's what every decent team I know, does. Take away their collar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last, last game one, around Richmond Fremel Frio Richmond. at at yeah Fremantle oh, I'm going Fremantle in Fremantle I'm going they're in, they're in good form at home they are, are absolutely amazing so I think if they get on a roll they could really trouble their defence I think if Richmond if their defence plays as well as they have the last few weeks I think Richmond are going to struggle because I think uh, Hamling's playing fantastic Alex Pierce playing fantastic Luke Ryan's playing fantastic if they all can take care and dominate the defense over the forward line, I can't see them kicking a good enough score. But it's going to it's gonna rest on – the battle's going to be between the Richmond Smalls, who are obviously notoriously really good at in high-pressure situations, 
Um, and uh, and if Frio can stop the Richmond Smalls, that will be um, mean that they'll win because I don't think the Tools are going to do any damage this week. It's Bolter and Tom Lynch who's underdone anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there, uh, 100%. So, yeah, it's interesting. And when you look at the favourites as well, so Essendon are favourites by 9.5 points. Carlton, geez, I actually wouldn't mind giving Carlton on the line is it 40.5 points. No. I would take Carlton by 40.5 points against Collingwood. They always lift against Collingwood for some reason. With They've still got Cruiser, Simpson, so, and Newman out. So what? It's literally the, it's the same points. as last week's lineup. No, Except they, they're now they, they're versing Carlton. Carlton are literally, after their effort, they are going to bog down. No. They are going to clamp up. No. Literally. They won't do that. They're going to clamp they're up. They're going to get their ass handed Chris, to them. they're going to clamp up like you're at, literally. All right. I'll give you a line bet, which is money. I'll get. I'll give you double money. So two two for one. What? On anything you're going to give to that site, you give to me instead. Neds. On 40 points. 40 and a half points, Chris. So 40 and a half. half. So, yeah. Okay. Collingwood needs to I'll win by 40. I'll give you two to one. I'll give you 10 They need to 10 win by 41. I'll give you nine cents more on the dollar. What do you mean? That's not two to one. Yeah, it's... Oh, as in two to one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought meant like double odds. I was like, that's amazing. No, I ain't doing that. Two to one. Yeah, easy. So if you want to make a bet on that game this week, yeah. I'll take your money instead. That's a, that's easy money. Sounds good to me. Wait, did you see... Did you watch the Pies play last week? Oh, yeah, they were great. And they're in, in phases. No, no, they weren't great. They absolutely wiped the floor with Port Adelaide. No. Um. Anyway, I think that's 40 and a half points. Look, I think that's a great bet. Uh, Kato23 says, nobody is confirmed on Twitter. So, nobody again this week. Nobody. Oh, my drive. So, I uh, wouldn't be tipping Yeah, go Sydney. for Essendon there. Uh, Melbourne are minus 15 and a half points against the Suns. I actually think that's probably good odds. I think if Melbourne get on a roll, they should be able to beat them by more than yeah. 15 and a half. Miffy Polner says, please stop talking everyone into Westoff. I grabbed him last week. For these exact reasons. <laughs> well, nice. you got him like 20k that. cheaper than I'm going to get him uh, for. So. West Coast are actually favoured against Saints by 7.5 points, so I think that's really interesting. Um, Port Adelaide are 6.5 behind on the line, so that makes sense. Geelong minus 23.5. Ooh, interesting. Um, oh, jeez. GWS 11.5 points on Hawks, I think, is also good odds. Yep. Jesus. Fair enough. All right, boys. Well, we might leave it there. Yes. Um, but thank you very much for tuning in. I think that was a, a really nice podcast and really, really fun and enjoyable. We love talking Supercoach, what we do. And just focusing on the trade-ins and the rookies and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly well. right. So, yeah. Yes, everyone's aware of how well or how well they, their pods did not do. So um, thank you. And you can join, tune in for Chris's solo act tomorrow night. Um, I can't. It's not going to be that kind of act, but it could be. <laughs> it could be the solo one. Sex sales, Ben. Sex sales. Um, yeah. And uh, this coming up next week, Chris will be blind in one eye. Uh, are you bringing the beanbag or? Well, actually, this time next week, you're going to be on your own. I'm going to be right. in Sydney. And the uh, week after that, I'm going to be in uh, Vegas. That's okay. I'll find, <laughs> I'll find some people to talk footy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll set well, you up. Well, send us a message if you're in Brisbane and you can talk crap better than Chris and I'll just recruit someone for a couple of weeks. Sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. All right. Well, thank you very much and enjoy uh, hashtag bless. And I will bless the Twitch TV people personally in a second, but thank you very much. Enjoy. Let's wait for the carnage tomorrow night. Hopefully everything works out okay. Hopefully uh, Whitfield doesn't play again because that would be great for me being selfish and um, look whatever you're doing if you have any more questions we are getting a lot of we are. questions at the moment so we're trying to get to you all yes sometimes it's hard I mean I don't have that much time during the day with teaching uh, for the next two and a half weeks so I'm trying to do stuff at night or when I have spares 
Uh, however, yeah, I'm pretty chaotic. So and I'm, I've got a new job. Yeah, so. I'm trying to rely on him, but then sometimes I see he hasn't done it, so I'm like, uh, trying to you know engage in conversation. So yeah, um, I've got to try and reduce the amount of time that I've been doing. Please stuff be lately. Pa- please be patient, but literally after the next few weeks, I will be much more uh, free for that stuff. So definitely, uh, thank you again, and enjoy, and bless you. Cheers, guys. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry! Bye.